in brightest day. Blackest night. You have failed this city. We are the future, Charles, not them. You have no idea what you are dealing with. Uh, Shakespeare in the Park? Avengers! Assemble. All right, welcome to Rogue One Radio. This is episode 17. I am your host, Steve, and with me is Joey. Hello, hello, hello. And we have a special treat for you. We have another special guest in the studio with us today. We have Silky Dave. Silky. So, I don't know how special this is, but what was special, that dope-ass opening. If I which, do say so myself. Which was put together by Dave. <laughs> yeah. Now, I will say that Steve uh, had to usurp me because obviously it's his show. But I ended it originally with the beginning of the Smallville theme. I loved that. And, I don't and, know why we changed that. Because I wanted it to end with Avengers Assemble. I don't. I want it. Put it back. Fix this. Anyway. You're worse than Brian Michael Bendis. So today... <laughs> You're fired. Go on, go on. <laughs> you were saying. You are fired. <laughs> no. Um, so today we are going to be talking about Superman in all his forms and iterations. Um, and then we have some news that we'll be talking about. And then, of course, we will do our uh, our top five list later in the show. Which and it I'm will be our... What's that? Which I'm making up as I go along. Which, That's what we do. Is that not... Well, some of us actually prepare. Who? Me. Nerd. <laughs> what a nerd. <laughs> Look at a nerd wearing glasses. Okay. So, uh, before we get into our news segment, we are going to take our first music break. Um, this first song is actually a song... Um, that isn't even released yet. We just what? What? Wait, got wait, 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 wait. it from uh, a friend of ours. You're, you're telling me this is a world premiere? This is a world premiere. This is this is this is shocking everybody. I did not know this was happening. Yes. I you never are... know any of the music he's playing. I just kinda come in and listen to some music while we talk about nerd stuff. So this is from a band, they're actually friends of, of Dave and I's. Uh, they're called They Stay Dead. They're from here in Oklahoma City. Um, they put out, what, two or three EPs? They put out two EPs and a single um, in the early to mid-aughts. It was probably the mid. It was mm-hmm. the, more of the mid-aughts. And then uh, basically disappeared. Uh, the bass player, Dave, went on to do a stint in Screeching Weasel, which then he left Screeching Weasel to do a stint in Black Flag. Oh. Um, and then the drummer has played, he played in, he was in Wretch Like Me, wasn't he? Yes. Um, and they both have toured with uh, A Vulture Wake. Um, so I'm probably rattling off a bunch of names and the majority of you don't know. These probably are, not. These are uh, <laughs> good bands. Uh, I would say, uh, if, if I'm going to suggest any one of those bands to check out, I would say A Vulture Wake is the one. That's a good one. Uh, um, so these guys have a new EP that is coming out. Uh, scheduled to come out the end of the month. Um, the name of the EP is Regression. And this is actually the opening track from said EP. 
and it is called Shiny Things. Shiny Things from They Stay Dead from their upcoming album Regression. I, I'm sorry, sir. I think that's an EP. You're right. It is an EP. And, uh, if you want to hear more of their music, head over to theystaydead.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can also find them over on the Spotify's, and uh, I'm pretty sure they're on iTunes or Apple Music or whatever the heck it's called now. But yeah, a fantastic band. Um, really, 
and nice guys, super nice guys. So yeah, uh, go over there, throw them a couple bucks if you can. Uh, that would be awesome. All right. So we've got a few pieces of news. It was kind of uh, news uh, light this week, uh, but we do have some some things to talk about. Um, there is a rumor. So this isn't news. This is a rumor. Uh, that the uh, Warner Brothers is going to reboot Justice League with a film entitled Justice League Rebirth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if you listen or you read comic books, you under, you know that uh, DC had their Rebirth event that started. How long has it been out? Twenty sixteen. So it was it was oh, the yeah. one that uh, you know fixed the problem that was New Fifty Two. Well, well, okay. sort of. Actually, I brought the issue with me, the, the Rebirth special, because it's so good. I was, before I actually bought the physical issue, um, I read it online at pro, in probably not a legitimate way, but that, that doesn't matter, uh, because I have purchased it since then. Anyway, I'm that. reading it at work, or I'm sitting at the customer service desk, I work in a library, right? And I'm reading this, and I get to the end, and I literally start crying. <laughs> the moment where... Two char- uh, one character recognizes another lost character mm, just yeah. was heart wrenching. Yeah. Oh, was it a? Uh... Yeah, that was. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so it's interesting. I I heard about this rumor as well, but then I saw something else that said the rumor was uh, not accurate. Baloney. Mm. So it's it's so hard with these with rumors. Yeah. And generally, CBR is that's my kind of go to. Yeah, mine too. Uh, site, um, and the one thing I find super frustrating on the little side. Sometimes you find these videos on YouTube where people are like, news, break down, like, Dave Mirror says Jeff Johns is a horrible person or something. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, like, looking, I'm, like, looking in the description, I'm like, where are you getting this? And I'll start listening to it, I'm like, you're not citing sources. Right, Who right, are your yeah. sources? Yeah. And Themselves. That's bad news. <laughs> that's not news. It's just, um, it's just a not. sad state of journalism in the world. But according yeah. to the, uh, so the rumor is uh, based on something called DCEU Mythic. Um, yeah, that sounds legit. And, yeah, yeah. kind of like, what's that one, Cosmic News? Cos- cosmic Book News. Yeah. Don't take, ladies and gentlemen, seriously, do not take anything See, from that website seriously. To me, I, I kind of equate Cosmic Book News to like The Onion. No, well, no, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's trying to be satire. I think they're trying to be a legitimate news site. Are Because well, everything I read, I'm like, <laughs> that's funny. Right. Well, it's, I mean, there's, so that's their shtick. And occasionally, I think they get something right, but 99% of the time, yeah. it's crap. Yeah. But, I mean, so a lot of these sites, you have that, and then you have Heroic Hollywood. And I've heard the guy who runs that on other shows, and he's, he seems like a pretty de- decent dude. But the, half of the, the stuff on there is... Um, I don't know. So and so is playing water blah blah blah, and it's fan art, and they're yeah. turning it into clickbait. I'm like, this is gross. But man. then I see stuff like that, and it's like, this is good. This might be real. So yeah, that might just be me. Yeah, no, because you're falling for the clickbait. Right? Yeah, as a Gen Z, so, I'm just like. Yeah, so according so to this rumor, um, it's not going to have any connection to the 2017 uh, Whedon Justice League or the forthcoming Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League. I'm so excited so, about that. I, I am Just looking forward to no seeing that. More. Yeah. No more of this. Yeah. It made me cry, but not in a good way. Now, okay, so, quick aside. 
I'm going to derail us a lot, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's that's so that, let's, that's kind of what so we do. We, let's talk about Justice League for a moment. Because um, I don't know. If I was thinking of doing a Justice League episode, and then he pansied out. Well, I mean, you can like do on the movie. movie. Yeah, on the on the, on movie. the movie. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I might not be here for that. So I'll just give it. Well, a couple. maybe we'll Skype you in for that okay, one because yeah, you don't you don't get. Uh, Dave lives several miles away from us, and he doesn't get here. It's like, yeah, it's a it's a rough trip. I drove forty five minutes to get here today. That's a um, lot of. Yeah. Okay, so it's not that rough a trip. Yeah, but it's, it's not forty five. Yeah, but um, but yeah, Justice League is it's one of those movies that like, and if we do the Justice League episode, we'll probably get even more in depth on this. But it's the movie that you wanted to like. But then you saw it, and there was just like nothing likable about it, it at all. It was just a dumpster fire in some ways, but it had its moments. No, it so, so I see. I, I disagree. I I literally I wrote a review of that of it for my website a few years ago, and OklahomaLefty.com. Exactly. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I literally, by the time I wrote the review, I'd watched it five times. And, I'm so sorry for you. But by the sixth time I came around, like, because I was getting angry. Like, time five I was watching, I was literally angry. And the next time I watched it, I was like, you know what? There's actually some decent stuff in here. There is. There is. There the, really is. The thing about Justice League, the casting is phenomenal. Say what you will about Zack Snyder, but overall his casting is on point. Look at Watchmen. The casting in that film, for the most part, is spectacular. Um, I never See comment. now, Joey will disagree, and I know he will disagree. But I love disagreeing. I don't know if you'll di- you'll disagree or not. But I will double down. I still think Affleck is the best Batman. No, Christian Bale is, is not Batman. the best Batman. He is Batman. He's he looks the part. I love those movies. I'm not gonna lie, but he and is not Christian better than Bale Affleck. Is the only Batman. If you yeah. want the most comic comic accurate Batman, we've had live action on screen. Is Ben Affleck, Affleck, or however crappy you pronounce name, right? Because yeah. he. No, so the, here's the thing. Listen to what what I put there. Comics accurate. Right. Christian Bale, the Dark Knight trilogy, is a fantastic set of movies. It has is it's absolutely. More, he is the best realistic, realistic Batman. Yeah, right. That's, that's the that's, whole thing. Is they were trying to make realistic Batman. And they did with Christian that's Bale. How, that's where they should have stopped. But if you're a comic purist, Ben Affleck is the best Batman. I mean, he looks like he was Bruce Wayne. straight out of, uh, of, of, you know, the Dark Knight Returns. Exactly. Especially that costume. That costume is so incredible. I don't know the costume should be. <laughs> okay, so this is not a Justice League episode, anyway, so we're going to move on. It is now. So, Justice League re- reboot might happen. Uh, tweet us at uh, Rogue Number One, like uh, Radio. And uh, tell us what you think. Are you sure about that? Because you paused there. Yeah, I had to think about that for a second. It is Rogue Numeral One Radio. So I will uh, say, though, with if they do reboot it, they need to keep Henry Cavill as Superman. I agree. They need to keep Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. I yes, agree. That's, they, they need to keep Ben Affleck, but they won't. Right. No, he, yeah. he's already tapped out. Yeah. Um, and then they need to keep uh, Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Mm, no. That's where I draw Well, a degree to disagree, but that's good. Well, we should talk about this more on our on our Justice League episode yeah, when it comes okay. to that. We really should. Next piece of news, I don't know how interested you guys are about this, but Jeff Johns has announced that Volume 3 of Batman Earth 1 is complete. Woohoo. So, so if you're not aware, the Earth 1 series uh, 
was essentially a realistic a, a, well, version. In some it's, ways, it's, it's just it's, it's just a modern retelling. It's just a modern retelling. It's, yeah, okay. It's like uh, like the Ultimates. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So, we but you, so, have, so you have so you have a you know Superman. Uh, there's three volumes of that. Uh, they did a Wonder Woman. I think there's two volumes of that. There is. I've read them. Uh, and then there's two of Batman, which now there's going to be a third. Uh, and then they did a couple volumes of Teen Titans. I, uh, I like oh, that. Oh, and, and there is a volume Green one of Green Lantern, which I actually really like. I met the guy that, uh, I think he colored that at so, New World Comic Con. So yeah. I, uh, yeah, the Green Lantern book was fine, I guess. See, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked the coloring, and that's about it. I couldn't get into it. And the, the Wonder Woman book literally made me feel uncomfortable. I don't know what I, it was. I didn't like it. Uh, well, you know who wrote it, don't you? Yeah, Grant Morrison. Yeah. That's, um, uh, yeah. Well... He is a Grant, Grant Morrison is not a favorite hero of, of the Steve. Uh, he like is hitter, he's written some really good stuff. Yeah, he really has. But he's written some stuff that is just crap. I do not disagree. There's stuff he's written. Some of his his okay. He is either spectacular in a mind blowing way. Mm-hmm. See, all star Superman. No, Final or Final. he is confusing as all heck. Final Crisis. Wonder Woman. <laughs> Wonder Woman just truly made me feel uncomfortable. So somewhere in the middle of those two uh, extremes um, lies his current run on Green Lantern, which is not like phenomenal, but I like it. I got it when it first came out, and I stopped. There's something... Yeah. So I, I think the artwork is really good, mm-hmm. but I don't like it. Yeah. And I'm not... I don't like... So I'm a big fan of what Jeff Johns did with Oh, oh okay. And, uh, if we're gonna if you're gonna measure him against Jeff Johns, there's absolutely no comparison. New fifty two? No. Pre New Fifty Two. Pre New Fifty Two. The new no. even though that was, Green Lantern was one of those weird things where when the New Fifty Two happened, they're like, Nothing nothing in our history happened except Green Lantern and except Batman. But we're gonna condense Batman into a five year period and it's not gonna make sense. And uh, Green Lantern, it all happened somehow, even though you, it doesn't contextually make any sense. Blackest Night could not have happened in the New 52 world, but I digress. Okay. So, so okay, so he's going to do a third volume of Batman Earth 1. and um, Nice voice crack there. Yeah. But uh, I'm looking forward to that because I actually do like the Batman Earth 1 series. Uh, for that matter, I like the Superman Earth 1 series. Actually, Superman Earth uh, 1 series was quite good. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I, I never thought about this, but uh, Earth One Batman actually reminds me of Batman. Now that I think about it, slightly. Yeah, slightly. I can see that now. Excellent. Yeah, the uh, Earth One Superman remind me a lot of uh, yeah, Man of Steel. Uh, like, it, yeah. it, whoa, storyline. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, so next piece of news. Uh, anybody out there? Ever read the book or seen the movie uh, Ready Player One? Oh, that's you me. might be that's interested Joe. in knowing that there is a sequel coming Aha! this fall. I win uh, of the book, not a movie. Um, so the author is writing, or I'm assuming at this point has already r- written the sequel, and it's supposed to be coming out sometime in November. You're buying me. So all the if you are interested in Ready Player One, that is coming out for you. That's is it? Is it? I heard it was called Ready Player Two. It better not be. I have no idea what it's Actually, called. Actually, 
Mm. I'm not sure. If it aligns with how I want it to um, go. Next piece of news is in regards to the CW Batwoman show, which I did watch the first season. Uh, I like the first season. I, I like um, Ruby Rose as Batwoman. Did you forget her name? No. Um, but if you have been following the news about this show over the past few months, uh, Ruby Rose quit the show. She gave up. Um, well, I mean, I, I think it's a little more complicated than that. She damn near died. Did she? Yeah, she got in a. She broke her neck. Okay. So she could so have been paralyzed. And she comes from. She did. She was a, a model, and she was in. She was doing major Hollywood blockbuster films. Jeez. And the work. I mean, that's not easy work. I mean, it's yeah. easier than some stuff. But that compared to, hey, you're going to be the lead on yeah. a 22 episode series right. that is very physically demanding, and you're in oh 95 percent of the scenes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. So she quit the show, and when we first broke that news, when they first broke that news, they they had said CW said that they were going to recast. Later, they decided um, Kate Kane is no longer going to be Batwoman. They're going to cast. Uh, basically, they're going to come up with their own original character to be Batwoman. Um, and the news that we have to speak on is that they have the uh, they have casted who the new Batwoman is going to be, uh, and her name is. J- I'm sorry, uh, ma'am. I'm going to butcher your name. Javicia Leslie. Leslie. Javicia Leslie. Um, so she's going to play Batwoman. Um, I. She's not wrong. <laughs> I am, uh, so I guess the character's name they've revealed is Ryan Wilder, uh, not inspired by anyone from DC Comics, so, um, I want to chat about that a little bit. The weirdest Superman Do you think they should have recast Kate Kane? Yeah, I think they should have just been done with it. I think they should have wrapped it up in a nice pretty bow. Well, I, I it think ended. It ended in a cliffhanger. So exactly. So did my name is Earl. That was a great show. That had four seasons. I can't speak to that. Okay. Um, but I think they should have recast. And if not recast, they should have brought in another actual character. Um, bringing in, making a brand new character. That is, I find that concerning. That having been said, Greg Berlanti and company have. Earned my uh, faith at, in you know nine years of producing top quality for television. sure yeah um, yeah because he made the Flash and all of the Arrowverse shows oh I just know because his name shows up in the corner of the screen yeah and I go hey he he does that he he also was one. the he's an executive producer on um, pretty much all of the DC Universe shows which was Star Girl that was produced for DC Universe show uh, he he's tapped he. He part of Titans. He was uh, Riverdale on CW. Sabrina, uh, Chilling Adventures. Sabrina. He's he's. Uh, did he do Swamp Thing? Did he have anything new so. that? He did, mm-hmm. did stuff with that? And he's got stuff on other networks. I mean, the, I don't know how he does everything he does, but um, yeah, I I don't think this is a good idea. But I'm not going to pass judgment on it. But yeah, no, not that's the way I'm going. It, it, I, I think I don't like the idea that just making up a character to be that one. Well. Okay. But 
But, like you said, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because they've done a good well, job. Well, no, now I want to say something about that is, who would they bring in? Robert Gordon. Kane. No, no, If If they were going, not to recast, but to bring in a new character, no. who? Well, I mean, there are a number of different people that have yeah. Batgirl. You could... Yeah. Um, Barbara Gordon... I don't know if I would want her in. I, I think I think they should have. If they were going to do it, they could have brought her in as Oracle. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, I. But I do not want Cassandra Kane anywhere near it because of Birds of Prey. We're nobody, not going to talk about that. Nobody knows the real Cassandra Kane. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. But I think I have a theory that they are hoping that someday Ruby Rose will want to come back. Or that they will convince that makes a back. sense as to why they would not recast it. Right. Okay, okay. But again, like I said, I don't like it, but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, and I'm going to keep watching it because there are other characters on that show that I like. I, I like Luke Fox. Yeah, he's cool. I like her sister. I, yeah. hope, they yeah. do, I hope they do Batwing. But I'm going to continue to not watching watch it because I just don't want to. I'm I'm just not into like Arrow. And Batgirl. I'm not into the edgier stuff. Mm-hmm. Flash. So, Stargirl, Supergirl, that's great. Speech Don't watch Titans, though. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, might, I, I watched a few episodes of that. I might try, yeah. and I might just be like, ha, ha, ha. So, the, the, no. the funny thing about... So, Stargirl, if, if you don't know, Stargirl, which is right now on CW, is actually produced for the DC Universe. What's the DC Universe? It's a streaming service that gets you... That is, uh, shows comics movies um, all together in, in one stop shop. I'm one of the few people that actually subscribes to the service. We have found the, we have found so the one. You're the they, one. <laughs> no, there's more. But the they, they, their first show they produced was Titans based on the new Teen Titans. They produced a Swamp Thing show. Uh, they do Doom Patrol, which is now also on HBO Max. Ooh. And they do uh, Stargirl. Um, and the thing with... So with Doom Patrol and, and Stargirl... They really seem to get the essence of those characters and nail the feel of the comics. Titans is not anything. It's kind of a hot mess. It really is. And yeah. I, I, have, I have serious issues with what they've done with Hawk and Dove because Ooh. I love Hawk and Dove and the fact that they are they are not avatars of order and chaos bothers me. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, it's, it's kind what of are weird. They? They're just two costume people. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, Anywho. Interesting, though, that you brought up HBO Max, which is a good segue, uh, because uh, speaking also of the Bat family uh, and HBO Max, um, the director of the upcoming The Batman movie, um, Matt Reeves, has announced that he is developing a TV show for HBO Max that I don't know if it's if it's going to be titled as such, but it's based on the Gotham Central comic book, uh, which it's supposed to be in the same universe as the Batman. As the Batman, right? So um, I actually read uh, I don't know how many issues of Gotham Central there were, but I read quite a few of them, and I, I did like them. Um, so I'm. Interested, I, it may cause me to actually subscribe to HBO Max. Um, HBO Max is a good service. I might just I do it for. But it, uh, it it does focus, of course, on the Gotham City uh, Police Department. 
Um, so he is co-creating it with uh, a guy, uh, what's his name, uh, Terrence Winter, who had something to do with the old HBO show The Sopranos. Um, so the new, so the uh, CBR says uh, it doesn't have a title yet, uh, but it is based on the Gotham Central comic book series, which was written by Ed Brubaker uh, and Greg Rucka. Uh, Greg Rucka is awesome. Yeah, uh, so I, I like Brubaker too. I, I really like his run on uh, Captain America. Okay, he did a really Never good read that. There, it's but. interesting. The pitch of that show, in some ways, sounds a lot like what I think everyone thought the show Gotham was going to be. Yeah, really. yeah. And we I'm, won't talk about Gotham around around Joey. I, I will. I, I, I'm going to say that Gotham it has the best realized live-action Gotham City. Agreed. Film. It looks Agreed. phenomenal. See, I, I actually liked that show. I love that show. I love that show. Everything. Joey did not like that okay, show. Okay, I do want your opinion on this. Is the Riddler older or younger than Batman in the comics? He's younger. He looks younger. He's I, he's older. He's younger. He's older. I you know what? Pipe in there, uh, listeners. Batman is Bridler supposed to be older or younger than Batman? Well, it, it doesn't. I mean, honestly, it doesn't really. It doesn't matter, matter. because depending on who's writing, it's going to change it. That's depending true. Depending on which universe you're in, it's going to change. Depending on the reboot and Gotham, uh, uh, just like Smallville, it's an adaptation. Right. So it is. It's these creators making their own vision of what they thought Gotham City was like and the right. beginnings of, of Batman and Bruce Wayne. And you have, you have to admit, even if you don't like the show, that in the pilot, they perfectly set the, the scene where when, when Bruce's parents get killed, mm-hmm. it is literally the panel from year one, Frank yeah. Miller's year one. Yeah. It looks phenomenal. And yeah. I, I'm sorry, I love the guy who played Riddler. I love the guy who played Penguin. Penguin was just incredible. I yeah, did, I did I like how they did that, actually. Like that. That was pretty good. Um, all right, so that is all the news we have for this week. Uh, we're going to get into our main topic here in a bit, which is Superman. <laughs> but we're going to take our next musical break. Uh, this is an artist, a solo artist by the name of Nathan Gray. Really nice guy. I've had a chance to talk to him via the interwebs a few times. Um, But this song is actually the title track off of his latest album, which is called Working Title. Uh, It was released earlier this year, what, February, January, somewhere Yeah, it was was pre-COVID. Yeah, so really nice guy, and uh, really, it was a great album, so be sure you... Yeah, it's it's a fantastic record. Now, what's the band he's from? I, I can't remember. It's one of those bands. It's their, their name is like a multi-word name, but it's all smooshed together as one word. Um, and it, it, they were like they were a big emo band uh, in like the early aughts and maybe late nineties. Boy sets fire. Boy sets fire. Hey, I was right. Very good. Um, I've never listened to that band. No, I hadn't either. <laughs> but yeah, Nathan I, Gray is great. It's like it's that kind of uh, earnest. You know, if you like Dave Haas, if you like yeah. you know, Springsteen, oh, yeah. if you like uh, Tom Petty type stuff. Yeah, I, I can see, I can really see the, the connection to uh, to Dave Haas, so. People like Tom Very Petty. Mm-hmm. Oh. I like his, like, one song and that's it. 
For those listening, Dave is giving <laughs> uh, Joey the stink eye. <laughs> All right, so we're going to play a song. This is a working title by Nathan Gray. back folks you are listening to rogue one radio i am your host steve with joey Hi. and dave otherwise known as silky dave <laughs> thank you for our, our good friend floyd who has taken over the podcast that steve and i started long ago called around the ring uh, and uh floyd took that over and uh he when he was my co-host he called me Silky Dave because apparently all his friends say I have the smoothest voice. <laughs> I'm going to make all my friends are calling me that. Yes. Not Silky Dave, but... Let's, let's hope not. <laughs> all right, so... I could go by Dave. This episode, we're going to be talking about Superman. 
Hopefully. Yeah. Well, no, we hopefully got, do it. We're we going to talk about Superman. How many times did we get sidetracked talking about that? Doesn't matter. Doesn't, never mind that. Never mind that now. Just wait. Just wait for sidetracks. Okay, so Superman, in case you have no idea who we're talking about. I, you have the internet. I don't know. You are on you the You would not know who Superman is. Uh, so he was created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Uh, debuted in Action Comics number one in April 1938. Um, so... By almost every origin story that I have seen, basically he's born on Krypton as Kal-El, sent to Earth by his parents uh, because Krypton was about to explode. Uh, so he, they send him to Earth, he lands in Smallville, Kansas, and he's adopted by Jonathan and Martha Kent, who name him Clark. So he becomes Clark Kent. Yeah. Uh, as I said, all off the top of my head, every origin, no matter how much they have played with it. That is the basis yeah, that, of his that's origin. That's it. That's it. He was on Krypton. Now uh, he's not. The only one that I can say that is slightly different is from Red Sun, where he does not land in Smallville, Kansas. He lands in Soviet somewhere Russia. better Soviet Russia. Right, and and then there's the Secret Identity uh, crap series, which it's not even he. They're a, it's a family that has a kid. And their last name is Kent, and they're like, we're going to name him Clark. And then he gets powers out of nowhere. So, yeah, that was a weird story. And then there's, I think there's one where he lands in, like, New York, or, like, a biker picks him up, and he gets adopted by someone else. And one where he's from Earth, and Jonathan Kent is a scientist who sends him to Krypton, and he gets a, pow- not a Power Ranger ring, a Green Lantern ring. I, I have not heard of either one of those. Yeah. Well, I know, like, Ultraman, the Earth 3 version. Yeah, he's evil. Yeah, he has to eat kryptonite. Um, no, 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 no. He, yeah. like, he, like, inhales it. Yeah, something like which that. Which is something worse. Like that. He's addicted. Uh, but oh. Superman is, uh, Superman is that type of, he's the quintessential superhero. He is the he's American like, way. To me, if you're going to be a superhero, he is the superhero you want to emulate. He is, I mean, he's the original superhero. Right. It's it's all started with him. It all came from him, um, and and what? So now I'm gonna jump the gun here. But so what? So many people think Superman's boring. He's a Boy Scout. He's too powerful. Blah blah blah. And yeah, there are times that he is portrayed in that way. Uh, but when done right, he's this character that makes you want to be a better person yes. just by being around him because he is such a good person he's flawed he makes mistakes but he is a good person and and it really it, it, in Superman Secret Origin there's that scene at the end where he stops that mob from going after the cops and they're like and the mob asks what, what do you want us to do and he's like I don't want you to do anything I want you to stop looking for a great savior I'm not it Lex Luthor's not it you are yeah. uh, I was given these gifts you know, I do what I do, I do because I can. And that's something Max Landis, uh, who has since been canceled because he's apparently kind of a, a gross person. Anyway, uh, he wrote Superman American Alien. Um, and he has a, a great video on YouTube about, uh, about Clark Kent. But when you ask yourself, you talk about hero motivation, right? Mm-hmm. Why does Superman do what he does? Literally because he can. Yeah. Why does Batman do what he does? Revenge. Why does Spider-Man Vengeance, do Revenge, not revenge. You say tomato. Um, why does Spider-Man do what he does? Guilt. The only, I mean, the, there are few other characters that do what they do be, just because they can. Wonder Woman is one. 
Um, to some extent, depending on how Captain America is portrayed, he is one. Yes. Um, almost yeah. everyone else, especially in Marvel, they're damaged. Yeah. So then, but you've got Superman who has these gifts, and he can do it, and he does do it because it's the right thing to do. Correct. I wouldn't do he's that. He's just he's the quintessential superhero. So uh, we're going to talk first about um, live action films that Uh-oh. Superman has been in. Uh, the very first live action film was in 1948. Wait, what? Uh, and it was just called Superman. Um, and the actor's name was Kirk Allen. Uh, that one had a sequel that came out in 1950 called Adam Man uh, vs. Superman. Uh, I've not seen either one of these. I have not either. i got to see this. Uh, in 1951, uh, Superman and the Mole Men came out, and that was the first movie that starred uh, George Reeves, who was the TV Superman for a while. Um, and for a he, long while. For a, yeah, really, a long while. He was, uh, in fact, we're going to talk about this when we talk about TV Supermans, but I'll jump the gun. He was uh, he was Superman from 1952 to 1958. So he spent some time uh, as as a TV. And didn't he kill himself? Uh, uh, the, the actor, yes, he killed himself. Not Superman. Um, so then our next live-action iteration of Superman that we got was in 1978 with Superman the Motion Picture. Uh, Superman was played by Christopher Reeves, and this was, for me, the first glimpse of Superman that I got. I had not read any of the comics uh, prior to this. Yeah, I hadn't either, and it, I first saw Superman in either Superman the movie or in Super Friends, and I don't know which. Yeah, I think I saw the cartoon after I saw the Superman the movie, Uh but Superman with uh, Christopher Reeves, uh, for its time, was a really great movie. It as, so it it is it still stands up if you forgive the seventies of it all and some of the goofy things and the obviously lack of anything to do with physics. Um, you yeah, if you just let that go, Christopher Reeves embodied that character and the essence of that character. Beautiful. He really did, yeah. And and the thing is that no matter what you say about superhero films, they really the benchmark is is honestly at the end of the day it's Superman the movie. Yeah. Uh, everything will always be compared against that film. Yeah. Now, Joey, as a young Gen Z child, uh, I'm not a child. I'm a teen. <laughs> Close enough. But go on. I, I did that because I knew it would hurt him. Um, so, as, as a youngin, what are your thoughts? On Superman the movie. Well, I've never seen it. The specific 1940s one or 19- no, no, 1970s. no, we're talking about the 1978. Yeah, not, not that one either. You, you, you have failed. seen it. I have. Because I sat down and watched it with you. Yeah, I don't remember. He doesn't have a very Much like me, full disclosure. I just realized you're wearing a Superman shirt. I came prepared for this episode. Dave has an excuse. He came from work. I came from I have an excuse, and this is that. That is no excuse. Is that, that shirt looks like the opening credits to Saved by the Bell. <laughs> but, no, I, I, I'm sure that when you made me watch it, I was... He was probably not paying attention. I, I was about this tall, and now I'm this tall, mm. and my memory is this tall. I believe it. 
But no. So, so as a young I have not failed, no, but he did watch it with me. So Okay, so your homework, whether you choose to accept it or not, is to partake in this film and come back to us next week. No or if, uh, if Steve will let you uh, access the Twitter account, uh, tweet some thoughts. Only on a tweet. So, yeah, because I would be really interested, because it, it is very 70s, and people say the special effects aren't. aren't yeah, the technology is not really there. No, but for 1978, it was fantastic. It was, yeah. And, and it's, but Christopher Reeves just nails the Yeah, character. he does. And this was still at a time when when Superman was, it was literally in the comics, he pushed planets around. When when you hear the complaints about the character being too overpowered and is literally a god and can do anything, a lot of that stems from the Silver Age and the Bronze Age uh, when Superman was ridiculously overpowered. Was, yeah. um, that was fixed in 1986 by a gentleman named John Byrne uh, after an event called Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is one of the greatest comic series ever written, in my humble opinion. Period. So, uh, after this one came, of course, Superman 2, which was in 1980. I remember seeing this one in the theater. Interestingly, uh, Superman 1 and 2 were filmed at the same time. They were. Uh, Wait, yeah. But oh, they, yeah. they were so far over budget, they had to stop filming Superman 2 and finish up Superman, the movie. And then mm -hmm. Richard Donner got fired. Yeah. Uh, because the Sorkins are weird freaking guys. If you ever watch, ever watch interviews, those, those cats are strange. But uh, they brought in some other dude. And, right. uh, <laughs> you know what? Uh, I don't remember the original director, but give me a second. But it's, I mean, Superman 2 is a good movie. It's it's because I have seen the the, the Richard Donner cut. That's the I own the the Blu-ray of the Richard Donner. Yeah, uh, Richard Lester is yes. the guy who directed it. What else has he done? Um, well, <laughs> let's see. Um, That's the best name I've ever. Heard. He did the Beatles movie, A Hard Day's Night. He did the Beatles movie Help. He did the John Lennon movie How I Won the War. Uh, looks like he should not have had anything to do with Superman. Um, which leads us to the next sequel, Superman 3, also directed by Richard Lester. Uh, this movie should be stricken from everybody's memory. I will disagree with you. Uh, for really? two reasons. Okay. One... Uh, Superman 4 is a thousand times worse. Agreed. I will agree with you on that. Uh, number two, if you go into Superman 3 expecting a Richard Pryor vehicle, it is hysterical. It is Richard Pryor at the top of his game. Richard Pryor is a comedian who is now, unfortunately, passed and was hilarious. Just so funny. He was funny in that movie, but I wanted to see Superman. Right. Now, I'm saying... As a Superman movie, it was not good. Well, with this gigantic caveat, I have not seen this movie since the 1980s. Um, I don't own it. I don't plan on owning it. But I, I have fond memories of it, mostly because, as a young child, my parents thought it was a good idea to let me watch Richard Pryor's stand-up. Probably not a good idea. <laughs> Just saying. It's very foul-mouthed. Hilarious. My parents did that, too. They let me watch whatever. That's why I'm so messed up. Obviously. No, yeah. we did not. This, uh, Joey's lying. They okay. didn't pay attention. So here's a funny uh, pop culture tidbit. Did you ever see the movie Office Space? Nope. Yes. Okay, you know how they, they, they actually reference Superman 3? You remember when they do that? No, because I've only seen it once. Well, the part when they're going in and they're talking about taking bits and pieces of accounts 
and putting them in it. It's like they got the idea from Superman 3. Yes. Because that's what Pryor did. In right. You did Superman. the same thing with your band. Right. Richard, Richard Pryor. Well, no. Richard Pryor was. What? Did something with computers. He worked for a bank or something. And he realized, looking at accounting notes, that all of these half cents just go off into the ether. And he figured, I can take this money because no one's paying attention to it. And uh, so he, he ripped off this company or whoever he was working for. And like a genius shows up the next day to work with like a Lamborghini, some massive. Yeah, car, yeah, yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, we know who did this." So, the biggest problem I had with that movie was the choice of villains. I thought the villains were really weak. I don't even remember who the villains were. Uh, Zod. No, no, that it was, was not Zod. Well, I mean, Lex Luthor wasn't even in it. It was, it was just these two random like. Oh, yeah, it was John Cryer. No, 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 no. That was in Superman 4. Oh, that's right. That's one he had to make up for. He had to apologize for. Um, okay. Well, we're, as always, unprepared. Uh, it, it's, like a, it's a guy who you... Robert Vaughn was, is the actor's name. Oh, yeah. Um, See, this is... It's so forgettable. I mean... And they are. They're not... It's like the one... Like if you want to call it a saving grace of the movie uh, in regards to Superman himself is when they try to make kryptonite and they give him like this like faux kryptonite and it doesn't hurt him. It just turns him into a bad guy. Well, that's where it splits him in two. Right. Well, not originally. First, he's just a mean guy. And then he goes to like this junkyard where he splits into. That would be red kryptonite turns black kryptonite. What they did is they found... So, if you've never seen this movie, what they do is they find this piece of kryptonite and they use their computers to try to compose what it's... or figure out what its composition is. Commodore 64 people. Right. So, they find all the elements and then there's this unknown element. And uh, Richard Pryor's trying to figure out what this unknown element is and he's like at at his wit's end. He can't figure it out. And he's looking at a pack of cigarettes. And he says, Ah, tar... Nah, let's just make it tar. So they create this kryptonite that has all of the elements of kryptonite, green kryptonite, except the one missing ingredient they replace with tar. And so they make it. So and they give it to and, and Richard Pryor gives it to Superman, and uh, and it turns a mean. Yeah. So black kryptonite. That's original. It's just. Kryptonite. It's just not. If you're a Richard Pryor fan, sure, go check it out. But it's not a great Superman movie. And the thing you got to remember about about comic book movies of this era is they were comic books were derided. They were not looked at as as good literature. They were not looked at as anything serious. Right. As they were funny books. Yeah, they were stupid stuff for kids. So it was the fact that these movies got made at all is a miracle. Yeah. Um, so 1987 hits us, and we get. The Quest for Peace. The Quest for Horrible peace. movie. Yeah, no, I, I think some of it had to do with the fact they had no budget. Um, they had son, tons of budget problems. The The theory was, because the movie is about Superman's like, because this was during the height of the Cold War, mm-hmm. nuclear weapons are all over the place. I almost pulled George Bush and pronounced it wrong. Uh, nuke, nuclear. See, now I'm stumbling over. Ah, okay. Anyway, so they're all over the place. Superman's like, I'm done, y'all. I'm collecting all your nukes. 
and he collects them all and I think throws them onto the moon or into the sun or something. Throws them into the sun, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Lex Luthor comes up with this bright idea, let's use all those nukes with a little bit of Superman DNA to create a Superman, and he creates this nuclear man that... It's just a horror movie, horrible movie, don't don't bother. It is... Now, okay, here's here's the, the $10 million question. <clears throat> what is worse? Superman for the quest for peace, Batman and Robin, <laughs> or any of the Fantastic Four movies? <laughs> Quest for Peace. Ooh. See, I, I, honestly, I think I'm going to go Fantastic Four movies. Is they were bad, but they... I, I don't know. They weren't Quest for Peace bad. And Batman and Robin was pretty dang bad. You love that movie. It was bad. I mean, there is... there is, there is. I hate to do this joke. I used to do this joke before he passed, but I, my joke was that Joel Schumacher was going to rot in hell just for Batman and Robin alone. Which is oh, awful, no. and it, I, I take awful, that back. But I, I apologize because he gave us the Lost Boys, and Lost he Boys did. is phenomenal. He also gave us Sam Elmo's Fire. Oh, that's good. That <laughs> song. Oh, that song in that movie. But yes, Lost Boys. He gave us that. Uh, but his his take on when he did the last two uh, Batman movies from the eighties, th- those were both just bad. They were. I mean, it bad. was. And I like Chris O'Donnell as Robin. I didn't have a problem with that. I liked Alicia yeah. Silverstone as Batgirl. Batgirl. Yeah, yeah, she was good. Uh, the dude who played Alfred was still good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, That's the was, one guy that came back for the movies. Right. But, I mean, Val Kilmer as Batman in Batman Forever was terrible because his his Batman and his, his um, Bruce Wayne were identical. He did nothing to change him. And he's a great actor. And Yeah, he's a great actor. Neither one of those characters were good. No, they were, they were awful. Um and it's hard to believe you watch that and you're like, literally a couple years earlier, this man played Jim Morrison, and I thought it was truly Jim Morrison. Yeah. Um, Great course. actor. Oh, yeah, Great actor. His actor. Doc Holiday is the standard by which all Doc Holiday should be measured. I've never seen that. Um, but with, uh, with Batman and Robin, it's George Clooney, and he was just being George Clooney. Yeah. As, as they said of Mystery Science Theater so, 3000, head bob nod, smile. So here's the thing about that one. George Clooney looked like Bruce Wayne. Just because he's a handsome man with black hair. But, okay, but he lo- he had the build. He looked like Bruce Wayne. That being said, he was not good in either role. <laughs> no, he's awful. Atrocious. Horrible. So, brings us to the next kind of sequel uh, to this the 80s Superman franchise. Um, this one actually... Basically came out and said, okay, three and four didn't happen because it, it directly follows two. Uh, and that is Superman Returns with uh, Brandon Roth. And I didn't hate this movie. You know, this A lot one, of people did. Yeah, and it's there's, because it's not an action film at all. It's yeah. kind of, in some ways, I wouldn't say it's a deconstruction, but it's a really intellectual film in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, knowing now... What, what's been apparently known about Brian Singer, it's slightly problematic um, because Brian Singer's apparently gross. But um, the film, Brandon Routh does an amazing Christopher Reeves impression. He does, yeah. His, his Especially his Clark yeah. is phenomenal. Yes, um, yes. But, and I do remember when this movie came out, the, the interesting thing that Singer said 
is he was like, well, oh, he said, okay, so if you were a Christopher Reeves Superman fan, this movie is a sequel to that. If you like Smallville and that's what you grew up on, this is a sequel to that. So it was designed as a huh. Because you think about it. I what, can kind of see that. Yeah, because the Fortress of Solitude in Smallville is the fortress from Superman the movie. Right. With the crystals. And right, right. Um, so yeah, it was, but it really, what it, what it was, it was a love letter to the Richard Donner, Christopher Reeves film. It was. So another thing about this movie is as far as live action movies go, it had my favorite Lex Luthor. Now, despite everything you know about the actor, who apparently is a very horrible person, he did a really good Lex Luthor. Yeah, it's Kevin Spacey we're talking about. And he's a tremendous actor. Scumbag of a human being, apparently. Um, but amazing Lex Luthor. Oh, he was, he, was, he was fine. He was great. Okay, he was. I think he was better than Gene Hackman, for one. That's a really low bar. It is. But another really low bar, which we're going to get to here in a minute, he was a much better Lex Luthor than Jesse Eisenberg. Okay, with that, let's move on to the 2013 iteration of the movie Superman, Man of Steel. I definitely know what they were talking about that entire time. Now then, Man of Steel... To this day, you know, I still like this movie. No. I still like it. Man of Steel's excellent. Man of Steel's a great movie. Uh, I must have seen that thing in the theater. I think I saw it twice with you. Too many times. Uh, I think I saw it four times in the theater. I really Really? like this movie. Why? Uh, It's a great movie. The Krypton Krypton scenes were amazing. It was was cool. It It was a new take on Krypton. Yeah. And yeah. it was a neat take on Krypton, and it had a, another apparently bad person, Russell Crowe, tremendous actor. Why are all these good actors scumbags? Billy Bob Thornton, poop bag. Anyway, so um, okay, but Russell Crowe did a great Jor-El. Oh, he was fantastic. <laughs> now, the one weakness, in my opinion, so you can disagree with me, and I'm sure you will. The one know. weakness of this movie, to me was the actor that played General Zod. I will find I, him. He, he just... <laughs> there's something about him that bothered me. Not not his character. The character, I thought, was written well. Yeah. It's just his portrayal was like... I just... I don't believe it. There's So what takes me out of that the whole time, when you're looking at his face, there's something about his lips. He looks like he's dipping. Yeah, yeah exactly. Thank you. He's got some chew. Like, Does this guy got some some Copenhagen in his? Yeah, so that's gross. And it, it yeah, the 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 writing for it was 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 fine. It was good. Yeah. Um, and Zack Snyder normally casts very well. So I don't know what he was thinking. With yeah, everything else like um, uh, Lawrence Fishburne as Perry White was. Oh, brilliant. it was great. It was great. Uh, so when I first heard. Lois Lane is going to be played by Amy Adams. I was like, oh, that's not right. That's not going to work. And then I saw the movie, and I'm like, okay, that's Lois Lane. And she she had a great chemistry with Henry Cavill. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, okay, let's be honest. Henry Cavill is a delicious young man. He is a very handsome man. Exceptionally handsome. Um, and so any any woman who is likes handsome people is going to 
you know, it, it's like the guy who played Aragorn in Lord of the Rings. Okay. He was so dreamy in that movie. I, I like Henry as Superman. I like... He's fantastic. I think he's great. He's, he's a great Superman. He's no Tom Welling, but he's a great Tom Superman. Tom Welling is the only Superman. But, yeah. Um, so, I think we had this conversation... It was either with you or with Joey, where it may have been with you, where I was talking about the movie Superman, they had him, they had his essence up to a point. Like, in the movie Man of Steel, I think they had his essence right. I agree. For a good portion of Dawn of Justice, they still had his essence right. Up until a certain point, he just turned dark. Well, and I'm and I'm not even talking about the nightmare sequences in Dawn of Justice. Right. I'm talking about there was just something about his character that, to me, felt like he turned dark. I, I think some of that had to do with the the plan that Zack Snyder had mapped out. He was yeah. going a very specific direction. You, the the thing, so you don't want a dark Superman. No, I I agree one hundred percent. Knowing where where that was coming from, and also at the time, this was around the same time that the New Fifty Two launched, mm-hmm. and Superman in the New Fifty Two was okay. New Fifty Two did some great stuff. Two of the worst things New Fifty Two did was Green Arrow and Superman. They yeah. really did a complete injustice yeah. to both characters. Um, but you you watch Man of Steel, and also the same thing with the Green Lantern film through the lens of the new 52 and they kind of work they Um, do but if you're not a fan of the new 52 superman right and don't want to see that in a live action film yeah yeah the the thing with with, especially man of steel he's literally superman for one day it's he's it's like day one or two he has had the costume for one day cut the man a break he grew up in kansas he literally thinks he's human he yeah. is flawed as everyone else. Yeah. I don't care that he has all these powers. He's a he's a, See, a person with the same phobias and, and, and right. qualms that we all have. Um, the thing that I like about what they did with him as a character uh, is they did not make him overpowered. Right. Uh, one scene in particular stands out to me when he is uh, working on the uh, the fishing boat. And he that. goes he goes to go help this oil rig that's collapsing, and you can see him struggling to keep that thing up. Yes. Like an overpowered Superman would be holding it with one finger. But yeah. this Superman was struggling. And I like that in this first movie at least, his humanity really shined. Yes, I agree. Uh but uh, but yeah, I, I liked the movie. I, I was not a fan of their their General Zod, which was disappointing because I like General Zod. Um, See, I'm not, but, I've never been a Zod fan. He's just huh, he's, interesting. I, I've liked him ever since Superman two. Okay. Um. So then you get you, we won't get into Justice League, but uh, yeah, in Justice League he. I really want to see Henry Cavill back as Superman, but with somebody else writing it. Agreed. Because I think I think Zach has already uh, he's already bitten off more than he can chew with Superman. I don't I don't know if Zack Snyder 
understands the character. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I think he really likes the character. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. He can like a character, but yeah. not, not have a clue how to write him. Yeah. Um, so maybe we'll see a good Superman live action uh, I really hope so. Uh, I really movie at some point. Henry Cavill to have the opportunity to really play it. To really play it. So that brings us to the next point of our discussion, and that is live action TV Supermans. Uh, which started out in 1952 with Avengers of Superman, played by George Reeves. As I said earlier, uh, that ran until 1958. Uh, in the late 80s, there was a Superboy TV series. What? Uh, it ran from 1988 to 1992. The fir- This was a weird one because the first season, they had one actor playing Superboy. His name was John Hames Newton. And then for the rest of the seasons, two, three, and four, it was a completely different super uh, Superboy uh, played by a guy named Gerard Christopher. Uh, I I never watched that show. I've never no, seen it. Never so seen you it. You can't tell me. Um, John Kent. Or so no, well, no, John Kent is a very new. Creation. Yeah, I'm not just asking. So so the next TV iteration that we get is uh, starts in 1993 with the Adventures of Lois and Clark. Um, That's Superman's played by Dean Cain. Um, this one ran until 1997. I-, I did watch a few episodes of this here and there. Was not an avid repeat Man. watcher. Uh, I didn't like the Dean Cain Superman. I, I have never watched it. I I was not a fan of that film. Uh, Are they a new one? I didn't like the actor they had playing Lex Luthor. I think whoever was writing that didn't understand the Luthor character. It was it was just. They, Just a horrible show. Um, which brings us to the best TV iteration the only of Superman, and that would be Smallville. The only I agree. Ran from 2001 to 2011, 10 seasons, great show if you've never seen it. Make it an honest effort to go and watch everything of this show. It was amazing. Now, you could... To be fair, you could probably skip season one and two. When I did my rewatch, I, I watched the pilot, and I ended up jumping into season three. Okay. Um, because I, the first mm. first two seasons are very teen drama, very. I get that. I mean, this was this was the was this the dawn of the CW. No, no, it, or this no. This was pre This was pre-CW. this was WB. This was a WB right. show. Yeah. So it was very you know. Yeah, teen, teen, early two thousands. Team, but real but quick, great show. Yeah, you know, it was a phenomenal show, and, and I truly think that um, Tom Welling is the best on-screen Clark Kent we've ever had. He is. Absolutely. Uh, now, Absolutely. real quick about the, the Dean Cain show. Did you know that the Death of Superman comic book series only happened because of that television show? Wow. They killed Superman because of Lois and Clark, folks. Yes. It was such a bad show. Yeah. No. <laughs> it was such a bad show that they killed off no. Superman. So, no, 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 so, nope, nope, that's the story. Nope, no, that's... <laughs> nope. Thank what you. happened is they had planned... Because all the writers of all the, the four Superman books at the time, they p- would plan out a year's worth of plot in advance. And they were going to have Lois and Clark get married. And yeah. the show came out and they said, Hey, we, uh, we're going to have them eventually get married in the show but we want to have your the marriage and the comic happen around the same time. So you can't do this. And so they all just, they had to rip up an entire year's worth of storyline, 
and uh, I want to say it was Jerry Ordway mm-hmm. um, who said just, and apparently he would say this often over the years, said, well, let's just kill him. And this time they took him seriously. Yeah. And they killed him. And, and <laughs> so Dan Jurgens was a very big part of that. Yeah. Uh, and we'll, we'll get to Dan Jurgens here in a minute. But uh, So the next TV show, uh, again, Smallville, you have to watch it if you haven't. Great show. Uh, the next one, um, I, have you watched any of the Krypton show? No. no. I've watched a few episodes. See, okay, so this was, uh, I watched a few episodes that Sci-Fi allowed me to watch for free, and then they were like, no, you got to subscribe to this. Because at the time, I did not have cable. Um, so what I saw of it, I did like. And it's not about Superman, actually. It's about Superman's grandfather. Uh, grandfather and it takes place on Krypton. It's a prequel. Um, I liked what I saw of it. Uh, by no means is it anywhere near Smallville, obviously. Uh, but it had it had an interesting... It's, it was interesting to see uh, Krypton prior to... Um, prior to exploding and what was going on there. But if I remember correctly, it was Adam Strange that kind of set off that show. Adam like Adam Strange. Adam Strange was on it. Lobo was on it, I think, in season Lobo. two. Um, um, at Brainiac's in it. It's supposed to be a very good show. I never bothered. Um, and it only I think it only lasted two seasons. I, I think you're right. Um, and I, yeah, it... I want to say, though, I'm pretty but I, sure Supergirl actually started before it did. Might have. But, uh... So, if, if I remember right, I think it's Adam Strange that shows up from the future and is like, you're, you, you're, you're very important because he knows who Superman is. You, you've yeah. got to... Like, some, some big Don't catastrophe die. happened and he's like, you got to fix this. Because otherwise Superman's not going to happen. Um, so then the next uh, live action TV Superman uh, actually started off in the Supergirl TV show on the CW and um, I'm going to have you pronounce his name because I will butcher it Uh, I've always heard it Tyler Hoechlin okay Um, so he shows up in the Supergirl uh, TV show and that he actually has a show coming uh, of his own uh, with Lois uh, premiering in January um, called Superman and Lois. And uh, and it's basically about him and Lois and trying to raise uh, twin boys. Correct. Um, but as far as live action iterations of Superman go... Uh, Right behind Tom Welling, I would have to place Tyler behind him. He's a, he is fantastic. I think he's if, a good, good when Superman. The, when they first brought him in on on Supergirl, um, he he definitely played second fiddle because you have yeah. to be really careful mm-hmm. with how you do this. Um, right, and because the show is Supergirl, um, yeah. But his portrayal of Clark was perfect. Yeah. And especially for a, you know, post-crisis on Infinite Earths, post, say, Infinite Crisis um, iteration of Clark, he nailed it. And he, in Crisis on Infinite Earths, the uh, 
event, the Arrowverse event, um, he got to stand next to Brandon Routh, uh, re-portraying Superman from Superman Returns, which also ended up being the um, Kingdom, Kingdom Come Superman. Superman yeah. And uh, the thing, Brandon's a lot taller, <laughs> a lot taller. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, it, that was fun, and they they even had a, a fight scene at one point. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, that was great. But yeah, Tyler's a great Superman. Oh, I, think I, I think he's really good. I am really looking forward to this show coming out in January. He is. If I'm ranking my favorite on-screen Superman, he's probably my number three, uh, okay. with Tom Welling being, num- being number one and Henry Cavill number two. I could see that. I think. I think I like Tyler a smidge better than Henry, but mostly I think the reason is the writing. I think I think the Tyler version of Superman is written just a little bit better. If you're comp- if you're talking about like this is what I think of when I think of Superman. Right. Well, it, he's it, just a smidge better than Henry. Yes, and you you've got to understand like Berlanti and uh, Kreich or whatever his name is, and the Andrew guy. Mm-hmm. These these people they all have a reverence for the source material. Yes, and so they're gonna understand these characters better than a Zack Snyder will. Right. Zack Snyder obviously loves uh, The Dark Knight Returns. That is mm-hmm. inc- unbelievably obvious. So, yeah. so much of Batman v Superman. I mean, it was it was you know 90% Dark Knight Returns and 5% The Death of Superman. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I, and I will say, if you have never seen the extended or the ultimate edition of Batman v Superman, do watch it. Those thirty minutes make a world of difference. I don't think I've seen it. You you have not seen the movie then. That thirty mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's night and day. The movie actually makes sense. Huh? I've heard of it. No, Ma- it makes maybe, maybe I sense. only own that. I'll have to check it. I may own that one, and that's what I've seen. No, because you know I don't know. It's thirty minutes longer than the theatrical, and it's it's little things here and there that they took out. Okay, it's not like just a thirty minute scene in there. But yeah. it like the whole all the crap in the desert that happens makes sense. The fact that you it, it becomes actually obvious that Lex Luthor is I almost called him Lex Luthor. Uh, it's, he's not going to do a torture act, but Lex Luthor is pulling the strings the entire time. Yeah. He's he's messing with everybody, um, and it's it's so it's clear it makes sense. And uh, maybe I don't have that then. Yeah, the, the WB just was like. Uh, no, we got to make this shorter because we, we want more showings in theaters. We want yeah. that's so again. If, if the, the 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 moral of the story of the DCEU has been the films that that the studio kept their hands off of were all Wonder great. Woman. Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Shazam, great movies. See, I wasn't a big fan of the Aquaman movie. I didn't hate it. I've I just I just didn't think it was all that great. I've never watched it, but I don't like Jason Momoa's Aquaman just because I prefer Aquaman. Aquaman, like blonde-haired Aquaman, like Aquaman. I don't know how to explain it. Not edgy. You're too Aquaman. much of a purist. I think yeah. you got that from me. Really? You think? Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on. Uh, we will. We we definitely have to have a Justice League episode, and we need to get you on that one. I'm down. Um, okay, so we're going to get into the comics. 
which is what Superman is all about. There have been some really good writers, and there have been some really bad writers. Some of the good ones, I just want to name a few. You've got, uh, first of all, you got Jack Kirby, who did uh, Superman years ago. Man, you know. Well, he did he did Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Right. And then he did all his fourth world stuff. I didn't know he actually he, wrote he, uh, Superman. He didn't, he didn't have a lot, but the stuff he did was, was good because, good in the fact that he understood the character. Okay. Uh, then you have John Byrne. Who very good. did a great run on Superman? Uh, then, of course, you got this one may take a while. Just talking about Dan Jurgens. Well, I mean, you did you did skip uh, Alan Moore. I said good one. <laughs> I was I was not a fan of, of Alan Moore Superman stuff. Really? I, yeah. See the the uh, whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow? I thought was was eh. it was a great send off for the Silver Age Superman. Okay. For the Earth One yeah. Silver Age Superman, it was tremendous. Um, but uh, let's come back to Jan Jurgens. Um, Jeff Johns did some some decent Superman stuff. He did. Jeff Johns did some excellent stuff. He did. He did. Last Son of Krypton. Yeah, uh, the Brainiac storyline. Mm-hmm. He did the stuff with Legion of Superheroes. Yeah. Um, he wrote the best part of Final Crisis. He wrote the Legion of Three Worlds, which had Superman in it. Um, so, so Jeff Johns, I think, understood the character. A little more than, say... Jeff Johns understands the DC Universe in general better than almost anyone. Right. I mean, his run on Green Lantern was just the, the, the standard. Yeah. Um, uh, J. Michael Stravinsky, uh, he did the, the Earth One books. Uh, and he also did the Grounded storyline, which is the one where Superman... It was after New Krypton, and Superman decided he's, I, going, to, he's going to be like Kane and Kung Fu and walk to Earth. I never did read that one. It starts out... I remember you recommended that to me, and I never got around to reading it. So the general consensus... I really enjoyed it. The general consensus is it starts out well, it's a good idea, and then fizzles. Okay. Um, And I can kind of see that. But the Superman Earth 1, the three Earth 1 books, I think are all very good. They're really good. Uh, Dan Jurgens, though. He... He had a really long run on Superman. I mean, he... When you think of Superman comic book writers, really he's got to be the first one that comes to mind because he had such a handle on the character and did it for so long. Like, when they announced for the first time that he was leaving Superman, it was like, it was just... You cried. Darn near, it was like... And that was this that can't was, happen. Yeah, that was because when when they did Rebirth, they gave Superman to Dan Jurgens because at that point, what it, it for context in so the New Fifty Two Superman died. Right. The, Superman who was left was the pre New Fifty Two, post Infinite Crisis right. Superman. He survived because of convergence. It's very convoluted. It anyway. Is. Uh, that's also where Jonathan Kent comes in. Jonathan Kent was conceived during Convergence when Superman was depowered. Anywho, um, so he basically he'd end up being in the shadows during all the New 52 and watched Superman. And then Dan Jurgens does this big run in, in, um, in Rebirth, and they eventually end up merging those two characters. Right. Um, no, was that, was that in the, uh, the Lois and Clark? 
No, that Lois and Clark was the uh, the preview to Rebirth. Basically. Okay, okay, that's no, right. That's it's, right. It's Superman Reborn. Right, right. Okay, yeah. So Dan Jurgens has done some really great work on Superman. Uh, you may know, but to be completely honest, I can't think of any bad stories that he's done. There was none. I can't think of any. I mean, I started buying weekly. I became a Wednesday Warrior again after Rebirth, and yeah. I'm yeah. still buying comics yeah. to this day. And um, um, and it was and Dan, that Superman run was something that really sucked me in, and I loved it. The Oz effect was a tremendous storyline, and that had that one super controversial um, issue which I actually I literally brought it with me, where um, there was a, a guy had lost his job and basically Lawson was going to um, shoot up a bunch of uh, illegal aliens, quote unquote, you know, um, immigrants, um, and Superman had to stop him, and Fox News lost their minds. Yeah. And yeah. The, the utter horrendous journalism that was done surrounding that. I At the time, I was doing a, a comic books podcast called... Uh, Destination Earth X, and um, I went on a livid rant about that. Um, it, it's you should still be able to find that episode on there. Spotify. Yeah, it's it's on it's on Spotify. It's on Spreaker. It's on Stitcher. Yeah. Um, just do just Google Destination Earth X. Yeah. It's then I think there are two episodes after that. Um, but it's uh yeah that was it made me so angry all the. Because obviously the the so what was so irritating is, especially the Fox News commentators, took a panel completely out of context. Yeah, and they're like, which, which does not surprise me that no, Fox News something like that. It's journalism. Yeah, right. And it's the state of and to to be to be fair, Fox News is not the only terrible news outlet. Out oh there. no, no, yeah. um, no. There there really aren't. There are really very few. Non-biased news outlets. Out NPR. There. That's about it. Yeah, uh, and some would even say that they have a slant one way. Well, if you're listening to Fresh Air, Terry Gross obviously has a slant. Yeah, but that's not a news program. But in general, yeah. NPR is, is yeah. A, yeah. Or um, but anywho, um, Dan Jurgens' run, the the Oz Effect storyline yeah. was incredible. Uh, the whole thing was great, and then which brings us to the current run. Of both Action Comics and Superman, when at at the time this was like, I guess coup isn't really the word, but like this, it was very, it wasn't even controversial. It was just shocking that this writer jumped companies. Right. It was the this, closest thing is when Jack Kirby left Marvel for DC. Right. So Brian Michael Bendis had written a ton of Marvel stuff. He. I'm a big fan of Brian Michael Bendis. He has written some great stuff. Great run on Spider-Man. I know you weren't a fan. I'm still reading it, and I'm not impressed. Great fan of Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. Great run of New Avengers. He did a Daredevil run. He's he's done some really great stuff in Marvel. And they announced he was jumping ship to start writing Superman. So, going back a couple years... When I first heard this, I was like, oh, yeah, this is yeah. going to be good. Then You're I started excited. reading it. And I kind of lost flavor with, with Superman. It was... Well, you stopped reading it. I stopped yeah. reading it because it just I was like, no, this is not good. This is not good. 
And then I would find out things through through news feeds of things that he was doing, and I'd be like, oh my gosh, he's ruining the, the series. I know, one thing. And then another thing pops, oh my god, he's ruining the series again. And it just kept going on and on, and it snowballed, and I was just like, I'm not reading any of this. And then something made me decide, okay, I'm going to give this a try. What it was is I was reading, I was rereading a lot of old uh, Bendis stuff from Marvel, and I was like, so how does this, this writer, who has written so much amazing stuff, fail with Superman? So I'm going to give him another shot. So I go back and I reread uh, volumes one, two, and three of Action Comics. Uh, and then I reread volume one, two, and three of Superman. And these are specifically his run. His, yeah, the Bendis run. So that's where we will we'll, we'll start a discussion with Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, wait. I don't wait. hate it. I don't hate it. I don't hate his run. Mm. I think he's made some mistakes. Some that you might say are unforgivable. Yes. But I don't hate his run as much as I thought I would. Uh, but with that, let's let's hear your opinions first, Dave. Oh, on on oh, yes. the Brian Michael Bendis run in general. The best word to describe the run is meh. It's okay. Yeah. Fine. It's mostly incredibly forgettable. Um, I have heard for... Okay, so, now. Uh, laying my cards out on the table. I'm not a fan of Marvel Comics. Um, I love the movies. I love a lot of their shows. I do not enjoy reading Marvel Comics hmm. at all. Hard stop. Um, I liked uh, Infinity Gauntlet. I thought that was great. Every major event I've read after that, that uh, of theirs has basically been the same exact storyline, which is something crazy happens, and then we undo it all, and we're back to square one at the end. Well, don't they kind of do that with DC, too? Yeah. Well, they reboot and start over. Yeah. But it's, no, like, in Marvel, nothing has consequences. I can see that. And it's irritating. Um, also, the thing is, though, the Marvel Universe and the DC Universe are incredibly different monsters and the fact that if you can write well in one doesn't mean your style of writing is going to translate into the other and I think that's where Bendis is right at, at their core Marvel is science fiction and DC is fantasy and mythology yeah well yeah no I can yeah but wouldn't you call Thor mythology Yes, I mean it is. It's literally mythology because he's a mythological character, right? But so um, well, Ares too, right? But if you think about the stories and the characters and the way they're laid out, it so much of it is how would people react to these powers? Not it's very few Marvel characters are truly aspirational characters. Um, Captain America in the movies is the kind of person you watch and you're like, I want to be a better person. You need to I read the Brubaker run of Captain America. That's right. I've been wanting to find a Captain America run to read. So I watch Brubaker. Ed Brubaker. Uh, and like what I like Spider-Man as a character, but he's an extraordinarily flawed person. And I mean in and sometimes in irritating way. Mm-hmm. I'm not a I'm not a big Spider-Man fan. I'm reading the Ultimate Spider-Man, the the first trade right now 
which has the first two arcs, and I'm only like issue two or three into it, and I know that original six issue run was designed to be a self-contained story, mm-hmm. and it sold so well they're like, no, you can keep going. So those first few issues are just so much is slammed into a tiny space. Yeah. So I'm not going to judge the entirety of it until I read that whole volume. Yeah. Because apparently the second part, especially the final issue, issue 13, is supposed to be just tremendous stuff. Um, I don't like it. I, I'm mm. not impressed. Um, yeah. But I, also, truth be told, I read, and this sounds, people are going to roll their eyes when they hear this. I read comics in the way some people read scripture. So I see, I see these stories as the same ex- human expression that gave us the myths of old, that gave us the epics of Greece and Rome, that gave yeah. us religion, that gave us red, Little Red Riding Hood and fairy tales and all they that. They gave us hope. It's why yeah. comic books, superhero comics, are modern-day folklore. Yeah. So, and to me, Marvel is not that. I mean, as I can much. see that. I do. I still. I like Mar- certain Marvel comics. I still like. Uh, I'm writing. I'm reading Marvel more now than I am DC oh, because there isn't much in DC that I want to read. DC is a hot mess at the moment. Um, yeah, because you're the villain. And now, as far as uh, as Marvel, you know, I've got. Uh, they do the Star Wars comics, so I read all those. Um, I've been reading the. Uh, um, the lead up to the Empire series. Um, See, and so yeah, I don't know anything about that. But you talk about Marvel. Here, here's something that frustrates me. So uh, remember Secret Empire? Ugh, that yeah, that was the the whole oh Captain America, Hail Hydra, and all this. So wow, I was I, I I saw that I read that zero issue, and I read the first issue, and they were well written. But I knew right then and there, I was like, I guarantee you, by the last issue, everything will be undone. I bought the last issue, everything was was undone. undone. It was was a waste of freaking time. It was Steve-O. It was was just, it was so bad. Yeah. Um, But, so yeah, I'm completely burying Marvel Comics right now. um, Because it's just, it's not for me. Right. That's not to say it's like it's, it, it's all very subjective, right? Uh, but this is my long roundabout way of saying that I don't think a writer like Brian Michael Bendis understands the world of DC Comics. Well, I mean, you yeah. can re- when you read those books, you obviously, I mean, it's very obvious to me that uh, he doesn't care about what happened prior to no. his run. He doesn't, and. He has, like I said, there's two things specifically pop out in my head that he has ruined about the Superman character. One of which I'm going to let Joey talk about because this is his, even stronger than a pet peeve. This is, this is his. This is an intense, psychotic anger. It is. Real quick, I would like to say something about how Marvel doesn't have long-term consequences, and this is going to sound like a bunch of bull. But that's why the whole long-term consequences is kind of why this recent long-term run of Deadpool ended. Is What happened is that Deadpool had gone through the, like the Secret Empire, and he felt bad about it, which does not sound like Deadpool if you watch the movies, but I read the comics because I'm weird. 
and he actually went through and he couldn't handle all his memories and he mind wiped himself. He couldn't deal with his past. So I just wanted to say at least one character, something that he did in his past. They'll, they'll, they'll rewrite it and undo that. <laughs> I uh, think they're going to, you know. But okay, so, so Bendis is Superman. You cannot age up John. You can, but no. No, 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 no. No. For stop. those of you stop. not understanding, stop, stop, no. Brian Michael Bendis, no, sent Jonathan stop. Kent out to the. Wait a minute, was it Bendis or was it Jurgens that no, wrote? It was. It was so. So Bendis threw him out into the galaxy with his grandfather, Jorah. Who? Why is he not dead? There's okay. There's a problem. No. There. No. No. Uh, but when he comes back, he leaves, he's 11 years old, comes back, he's 17. No. He's only been gone three weeks. No, no, no. But to him... uh So he went through this wormhole. Yeah, he was trapped somewhere else where he... Time went in a different... Yeah. Time moved differently. No. And no, honestly, no, no. I mean, I don't like that. I don't. I, I, I don't think it is... I, there are two egregious things that Brian Michael Bendis has done to Superman mythology, and that is not one of them. Okay, um, the no. second one that I was going to mention was he revealed Superman's secret identity. I had more things to say. Okay, actually. let's go, Joey. Go ahead, no. Joey. No, 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 but I am going to finish. No, okay, try to be no, a little bit more coherent no, than just no, no, Stop, no. stop, okay. stop. No. Anyway, I... No. <laughs> That's good. Um, I don't like that they did that. I just can't... Okay, so... Well said. No. <laughs> anyway, so I think the main thing I liked is that there aren't a lot of kid characters that stay kids. You had Connor Kent, but he doesn't count because he got messed up in the New 52 and I don't count him as Superboy anymore. But I think the main thing was he was an actual kid. He wasn't like Connor New 52 Connor Kent... He was raised in the lab. He wasn't like Damien, who... He's the only Robin. He is, he's Robin. That's Robin. But he never got to be a kid. Jonathan Kent got to be a kid, and then he had powers. He just happened to be Superman's kid. See, I think I understand it now. Yeah, Because Joey is young, and he, he can relate to Jonathan Kent. He's, not as a superhero, but as a human, he relates, and they just grew him up. You can't do He's that. He's not a kid anymore. I can't do that. Can I? No. Oh. They do it on soap operas all the time. But, but no. Yeah, but no, that's it, literally some, it. There were some great Jonathan Kent moments uh, yes. during the during the Jurgens run. See, his yes. relationship with Damien... He's the only Robin. He is Robin. He is the Batman. Okay, we're not He's talking Batman. about Robin. We're talking about the relationship between Damien and Jonathan. Oh, great relationship. Yes. Great. Now, I will say there was a very, very small tear in the corner of my eye when Jonathan, as a 70-year-old, shows up and, and... Talks to Damien, and it's like because that's not fair. Oh man, that is rough. How can he? That is so because now Damien does not have a friend friend. his age, 
and that's not fair because because got, to me, when he was he was friends with Damien. Jonathan was that's what kept and, Damien human, and he kind right he yeah. grounded Damien his lightning rod because Damien was. He's he was Damien. he was raised by Rosh al Ghul, so that's so that's he had a weird childhood. But, but Jonathan grounded him. That was his lightning rod. And so he shows up, seventeen years old, and Damien's just like, "What the hell?" You know, and so just a little bit of a tear. That's so messed um, up. But as I was saying, the 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 other. Egregious mistake that I think Bendis made is when he revealed Superman's secret identity. No, that was that was the worst. Actually, I don't know. See, to me, the two the two big mistakes were what he did with the, the uh, destruction of Krypton. Oh no no no! no, no I didn't no, even no, want to no, go no. there. No no no! Yeah, that no, was no, that no, was no, bad. No. Uh, and I yeah. hate completely that. rewrote no, no, no. what happened to Krypton. Right. No, no. And I hated no. that character, and that no. took up a large portion of, that, of it, Brian Michael Bendis. That is the first volume. That's all. It's him just going. I didn't even line. think about that one, but you're actually. I'm not even gonna spot on. That's, that was that's horrible. horrible. He seems like hi. I'm Doomsday, but General Zod. Okay. No. Despite all that, okay, he's made some horrible mistakes, which you could say are unforgivable. They are. But, does he understand the character? No. To a certain extent, I would say yes. No. I, I think, and I mentioned to you this earlier before we did our show, number one, the Brian Michael Bendis version of Superman is better than the New 52 Superman. Which is an exceptionally low bar. It is. Yeah. You could step over that. So... To me, and this is just my opinion, you can disagree, to a certain extent, I, I think do. Bendis gets the character. That doesn't mean he writes the character well. I, I just think he gets his essence. So what I think happens... He just fails in its execution. It's, so, like, the whole epi- the whole issue where, where Superman reveals his identity is, no. it's, so far, it is, it is a very well-written comic book. Um, I'll give you that. And the art is great in it. Um, yeah. So th- that, it, it, it's well done. And from the standpoint of Clark Kent being in this position, having made this decision, is this how he would act? Yes. I don't think it's a decision he would have made. I don't think he would have unilaterally made that decision. No. Right. I think Bendis has the bones, but he can't flesh them out. I, I think he That's kinda, one way to put it. He... Yeah. he, he he knows what he wants, but he just misses. Okay, so that being said, I've read the first volume, three volumes of both Action Comics and Superman. I'm debating whether or not I will. I I will read the rest of the series. I want to get so um, I did subscribe to both of them, so I will be reading new. See this new issue of. I'm pretty sure it's Action um, Comics where uh, Connor Kent shows back up. That's a new story. What? Um, so. No. So I didn't hate that. I thought it was it was good, and and I'm subscribed to both of them. Is that so? I'm gonna finish. But here's the thing: this is a limited run at this point because he has already mentioned he's going to end his run. Right. Well, I mean, Superman's going to continue. So. Right. Right. No, I'm saying Brian Brian Michael Bendis is not going to be writing Superman anymore, which I'm happy about. I I like. I want to see him end his run. I want to see somebody else take over. 
Which leads me to the next question for both of you. Who do you want to see take over writing for Superman? Mark Miller. I Who do you think ex- would do a good job? Mark Miller. I want an extended Red Sun comic forever to the end. I end of podcast. Let's go. Mark Miller did. I mean, did, he also it. wrote um, Birthright. He wrote, That's right. He wrote Kingdom Come. I, I did, did like it. Oh, he did. I liked Birthright. I love yeah. Kingdom Come and Red Sun, which I did not get to talk about. We'll get to that. You um, better. Because Dave has some questions for us. So, I, <laughs> I honestly... Um, I've, I've actually thought about this quite a bit in the last month or so. I we would, have. Honestly, I would... Based on the Superman Up in the Sky limited series, which I love, I'd say give it to Tom King. I'll have to read that one, but... Tom King had a run on Batman that I just was not fond of. See, people, that's an interesting thing. That is, some people thought it was, it, it, that won Eisner Awards. It was an award-winning wow. run. Wow. I mean, it was, you're one of the few people I've ever heard who said, See, I and I'm a like Batman that. fan. Yeah. But see, purist, but. I am a fan of, if you want to talk about modern Batman, James Tinian James Tinian. He had a run on Detective Comics that was just... The Best. The standard. It was I, amazing. This is he left Detective Comics and I weeped. I, I've well, never. But then he took over for Batman. He also so he, wrote Talon, which was he great. Did. He did. James Tinney in the board's run on Detective he, uh, Comics. Was just... But he's writing the current Batman series now. So and he, um, he, cool. yeah, because he he took over after they ended Tom King's run a little prematurely, yeah. but mostly yeah. the storyline he was going to tell ended up going into the Batman and Catwoman book. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Tinian is, is, in some some people consider him kind of Scott Snyder Jr., mm. um, yeah. which is fine. Scott Snyder had a tremendous run. On Scott Batman. Snyder, by the way, is somebody that I do not want to see take over for Superman. I do not either. <laughs> I, I yeah. Love Scott Snyder. I actually liked his new 52 Batman, especially Court of Owls. Uh, you love Court of Owls. But I don't want to see him do Superman. No, no. Uh, and based based on what he did, he's done in Justice League, based on, you know, Dark Knight's Metal, or, yeah, um, Dark Knight's Metal, and now Death Metal. Well, Superman wasn't in Death Metal, number right. one. But, I, yeah, I don't... I don't. I don't want to see Scott Snyder do it. Uh, I don't want to see Grant Morrison do it. To be honest, I've put a lot of uh, into this. And I, I don't want to see like Scott Lobdell. I don't want to see him do it. But he's already had his chance. He was. A, he was doing New Fifty Two Superman. For a while. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think Tom King would be the way to go. I'll, uh, I'll have to read that, but I don't know. Um, I think Dan Jurgen should do it. I would love Dan Jurgen. He already has it. the experience. And he can just have Superman wake up but I in don't... his bed next to Lois Lane. <laughs> it was all go, a dream. Ooh, hey, there's my 11-year-old. Ugh, so, um, I don't... Okay, he wouldn't do it. I would love to see Dan Jurgens come back. He won't do it. I'm sure he's tired of the character. Right. Come back. Now, there are two folks in mind that if they pulled a Brian Michael business and jumped ship from Marvel, I would like to see, I think Ed Brubaker would do a good job. Dan Slott. That was my second one. I would yep. love to see Dan Slott do a I Superman. I actually put thought into this. I would love to see Dan Slott. I think 
he could do it. He did a great run on Spider-Man. I've read a lot of that. He had the, the definitive the, run of Spider-Man. Well, <laughs> another thing is at the end, near the end of his run, things got a little dicey with the Dr. Octopus stuff. You where, mean the Red Goblin? No, no, no. Near the end, like the ending years. With, uh, okay, okay. I almost just had one last day. <laughs> no, that was, yeah, that was the 90s. That was a JMS. <laughs> Um, I meant the one where it's not Spider-Man, it's Dr. Octopus. Oh, oh okay, Superior, okay. Spider. Superior, Superior Spider-Man. Spider yeah. That was a good run. That's what I've heard. That's where I started to get that, dicey. That was a great run. I like the um, idea of it, but I don't like the idea of it. Because Spider-Man is Peter Parker, not Dr. Octopus. So, Unless it's Miles Morales. As far as... DC, current DC writers go, I really can't think of anybody that I'd like to see take over uh, Superman. I mean, in a in an ideal world, it would be Jeff Johns, but I think he's kind of on the outs with DC. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's like the, the story you mentioned about the, the Batman Year One, or Earth One, I, I'll believe that when I see it, because I mean, how far back have they pushed back... Um, Three Jokers. Yeah, and that's I really want to see that. And that's not going. I don't think that's going to be considered in continuity. That did give me an idea for somebody in DC I that I think see. could do a good job. And that Michael. would be Jeff Loeb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeff Loeb did Long Halloween. Uh, I'm talking about as far as Superman goes. He has written Superman before, and and it was a good one. Uh, on that note, though, I think. Dave had some questions for us. Ooh, Q and A. Uh, um, yeah, what it, what would you consider some of your favorite Superman storylines? I'm gonna let you go first because I have thoughts on this. No, you go first. No, you go first. Okay. Well, I did think about that when because I, I knew you were gonna ask this, and I was like, man, that's a rough one. But uh, I've got a few. Uh, one of which I just reread because I was like, you know, I remember really liking this story. But let me read it again just to make sure. And it was the Jeff Loeb story called Superman for All Seasons. I remember that because I came over and I went, hey, that looks like Long Halloween. <gasps> Superman. Hey, and it people. was literally the same creative team that did Long Halloween. I might need to read that. Um, I thought it was really good. I, I really liked that story. Um, other than that, uh, I'd have to say... A little bit cliche, Cliches. but I actually liked the death of Superman storyline. Wow, Norm. Well, and, no. and, the, and the fallout from it. I actually liked yeah, that. I like the idea of um, it. A I lot of that has to do with, uh, I think, nostalgia. Because I was heavy into comic books when they announced they're going to kill off Superman. And it was this big event, like when you went into it? when you went into the comic book store. The day that comic was released, they had like black banners everywhere, and you could. And when you bought armband. the comic, you got a black armband, and it was just it was this event. Yeah, it was this they event. They killed Superman. Oh yeah, they announced oh, it prior it was, to that. That would have been crazy if they yeah. did. A, oh yeah, and now Super. You can't oh, just was, kill. It was, it was on. I mean, it was it was 
everywhere. It was yeah. on the cover of Time magazine. It was yeah, it was on the it news was, everywhere. Yeah, it, it was a huge event. And that was actually after I had stopped reading comics. Um, See, I was in. I wouldn't say oh, in my prime so of reading, but it was it was a heavy time for me reading. I don't think I. I uh, so I I stopped reading because I um, basically my parents my allowance my parents were paying for my comics at the time because I was in like junior high, and um, and it was the summer of the Infinity Gauntlet came out, and there was uh, War of the Gods uh, the DC had, and so I had subscribed to both of those, and I think the Millennium two thousand one series. And I said, I want all of the crossovers. And uh, my box got really full. And my parents were like, you're spending too much money on this. They made We bought them all. And they were like, you have to cancel everything. And uh, I love to hold it over their heads, the fact that I'm, I'm a reluctant reader. And I literally stopped reading for years. It's all their that. fault. Yeah. Um, uh, so it was just a big event. And then, you know, you read that. And it's like, well, what are they going to do with that comic book now? Well, they killed them. What are they going to do? So I just kept reading, and I was like, this is great storytelling. I love this. And if this. I remember, for a couple of months, they didn't actually release action or mm-hmm. Superman. No. Uh, but I love that storyline. Yeah. Uh, so there's one, and then... Uh, gosh, there's so many. Um, While you're thinking, I have Nothing to... from the New 52 will make this list. <laughs> um... Toward the end of the New 52, it got better. I know Jeff Johns, they brought him in to write some of it. Yeah. And um, it did. But he was just... He was Last Son of Krypton dead. is a good one. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's the one with where Krypton. his dad dies. Chris Kent. Oh, my gosh. How do you... um, I, uh... I'm going to have to pull that out for you. I think I'm going to stop there, because that's okay. really all I can think of. Joey? Before. I do have some thoughts. Just a quick comment on the death of Superman. If I had been around then, I would have lost it. People did. It was pretty shocking. You can't just kill, you can't kill Superman. There's a really good documentary about <laughs> Superman. Now, it came out around the time uh, Superman Returns came out. I just and imagine. It's so like... they, they interviewed the people who uh, put the death of Superman together, and one of the writers is this lady. I can't remember her name. Sorry. And uh, she actually got teary-eyed talking about it. It, oh it like affected her that much, but so which which ones do you have? In mind? We already know one. Of them. One, I have one. That's it because I don't I don't read a lot of Superman. Uh, I'm gonna be real. I do not read a lot of Superman. I might read some Superman now, but he basically has read I've the read, graphic novels that I own. Okay, which is Last of the Krypton with Chris Kent and Brainiac, and my okay. So that that's one. I like Chris Kent, um, just because I was a fun character, and I do like, I think that's kind of what ended up, like, making me like John, is I was like, it's baby Superman, and then, and then he had to leave, and that made me sad, and then I come back, and it's baby Superman, but Fred's son, I love Red son, not just because of the whole meme of, like, USSR, ooh, but, like, that's a good story. It's not just black and white, America good, communist bad, propaganda. It's it's shades of gray, and it was so good. The um, First off, the art was perfect for the story, I would say. And then the storytelling was great. I love how it goes through time. 
not like they time travel, but like it goes through different periods, right, right. and it shows Superman is is this humble like I am this humble Superman. I'm not doing an accent. Never mind. It's just like a humble Superman to okay. I guess now I'm the leader to I'm leader. Time to invade USA or not. Spoilers, by the way. So um, Red bad. Sun is actually one of my favorites too, but so I wanted to let him, let him go on. Now. I love I love it. I love how they did it. Like even just the subtle tweaks of. They brought in Oliver Queen at the end. Yeah. Making stupid jokes. They they made a joke about um Barry Allen being late. Apparently there's a Red Sun death stroke in the game Injustice. That's not in the comic, I would know because I've read it. A bunch of times. A lot. Maybe too much. But we're not gonna go into that. Um. But uh Lois Luther almost said Lane. Lois Luther that was a great character because because Lois Lane is Superman. He, she's Superman's wife or his girlfriend or whatever. And so showing her like that on an opposing team is, is just weird. Yeah. And I think I really like, because um, at some point in it, because Superman narrates it, uh, he says something about like centuries later, a great storyteller wrote of an alternate universe where they got together. I don't understand why anybody liked that. I just lost yeah. it. I would... Is a story? I, I love that story. Another storyline I just thought of, and, and we've talked about it, just didn't pop in my head, is the uh, the Earth One. Really like that story. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, so so, no, so let's hear yours. Oh, so no, real quick, have you seen the um, oh, animated The film? movie. Oh, dear. Maybe you shouldn't have brought that up. <laughs> no. 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 Stop. No. He's okay. seen it. Stop, stop. I okay. hate he's... it. Um, I don't know if he told you this. The Batman Hush movie. We you had know? that conversation earlier today. Yeah, he told you about it. Have you seen it? I have not. But he told you how bad it is. Have was. you read the Hush book? I have not. Okay, it wouldn't make any sense to him. Oh, then. so he really likes Hush. He really I likes Hush. I love that storyline. And then he watched the movie, and he cried. He was bawling it was... like a baby. Horrible. He got down on the ground on his knees and went, no! He's being a little dramatic. I didn't. No, I'm not. I really did not like that movie. That? They ruined the entire essence of the Hush character. That's what happened to me. Hush wasn't Hush. Let's just make it real simple. Hush wasn't Hush. Spoiler alert, but don't go watch the movie. So, Red Sun, he kind of feels the way about that movie that I felt about the Hush movie. It sucked. It sucked so much. See, and I, I watched it uh, last night, and I finished it today on my lunch break. Have you read the comment? Years ago. So, um, well, I have it fresh in my mind because I just... Because he reads it all the time. I do not read it. I enjoyed the film. I mean, I... Uh, I think if I didn't like Red Sun so much, I could have let it go. Right. But no, no. It's the purest no. in him. Right. Well, yeah, like that, his... Red uh, Red Sun movie is my hush. Okay, that's like my hush movie that's because I don't, I just don't, I don't like that they didn't show. I haven't watched it yet. I keep forgetting. The strain in the relationship of Lois and Lex. Um, Superior Man sucked. I hated that. They did that all wrong. Um, I don't like. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> as cool as it was at the end, where Lex gets into in the big suit to help. No. No, that's not how he does it. He goes into the ship. Yeah, spoilers, if you haven't read a decade-old comic. He goes into the ship and he hacks Brainiac 
after Brainiac makes a joke about how humans can't reprogram him, and then he does it, and, ah, and then he's like, ah, no! Okay. <laughs> no! So, okay, so what are your favorite ones? So, uh, the t- uh, there are two that come to mind, and to me, they're the two that, if someone says, I don't understand Superman, these are the two books I'm going to give them. Okay. Uh, one of them is All-Star Superman by Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly. Um, okay. It is nearly perfect. It is a tremendous story. And it also, the animated film based on it, is also I haven't seen really that yet. Good. It is excellent. I haven't seen that yet. Um, the other one is Superman Secret Origin by Jeff Johns and... Um, Oh, God, he also did the art on Doomsday Clock. Um, I'm forgetting. Anyway, um, but to me, Secret Origin is, beyond a shadow of a doubt, the definitive best origin story of Superman ever. Oh, yes, I love that. Um, Who did the art? Gary Frank. Gary Frank, thank you. That's such a great comic. Oh, Gary Frank is an amazing artist. Oh, I love that one. Uh, That one is awesome. Have you read Doomsday Clock? No. It is excellent. I keep meaning to read Watchmen, and I read it, and I go, that's a lot of words. Oh, yeah. Gary Frank did the artwork for Batman Earth 1. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, was, I would like to watch, watch, read Doomsday Clock, but I feel like I should read Watchmen first and not just read the Wikipedia article, and I open the comic book, and I go, that's a lot of words. Yeah, Watchmen is... is dense to Bulky. put it lightly but Doomsday Clock is one a great sequel to it but two especially by the end it's just incredible um, but it's Jeff Johns and, and uh, Gary Frank so I mean they're mm-hmm. tr- that's they a did, great they, did, they were you know they were on Superman together uh, for a while they did the um, the Brainiac story arc they did the uh, the Legion of Superhero story arc mm-hmm. um, but yeah those two to me are the absolute Quintessential. Yeah, quintessential. I mean, there's stuff in, in All-Star Superman that I will nitpick because my favorite version of Superman is, you know, it's literally, it's Infinite Crisis to Flashpoint. Those are, that's, that is that's my Superman. Superman. Yeah. Um, and in uh, All-Star Superman, it also, it pulls a lot from, it's got some Golden Age stuff, it's got some Silver Age stuff, but if you want an overarching I want to understand this character, and I don't want to be bogged down in eighty years of continuity. Yeah, you hand them that book. Yeah, yeah, that's a perfect description. That's actually. right. All right, so that ends our discussion of that Superman, uh, except for you know we've got our top five list coming up. That was it. Uh, so we're going to take another music break. Um, Good, I gotta pee. This uh, song is by a band called Audio Karate. Um, Last year, they put out an album called Mallow on Wiretap Records. And this... Great label, by the way. Great label. Uh, And this song is off that album, and it is called Bounce. So enjoy.
That was Balanced by Audio Karate. You are listening to Rogue One Radio with Steve, Joey, and Dave. Silky Dave. We're back. (laughs) We're back. Now now make sure that uh, I'm going to do the little plug-a-roonies for Steve-O here. Uh, You can find (laughs) this awesome podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. It is awesome. Spreaker, that's where it's hosted. That's its home. Lives there. Spotify, iTunes, uh, Stitcher. It's all over. A bunch of services you've never heard of because no one uses them. Google Play, it's there. Yeah. And uh, what are the handles again? It's Rogue the Numeral One the Radio. Number. Right. And you can find us on uh, find us on the Twitter. Yep. Where else? Instagram, Instagram. and Facebook. And Facebook. We okay. don't have a Snapchat. I don't think there are. Yeah, we will not have a Snapchat. We're gonna make Snapchat. We're not. I, I, I'm firmly of the opinion, unless you were like a famous person. If you are older than a millennial, you have there's no reason for you to ever be on Snapchat. I agree. Yeehaw, I'm not older than a millennial. All right, so we are moving on to our top five lists. Top five list for this week is your top five favorite Superman villains. 
Are so, villains or just villains? What? Are villains or just villains? Villains. What? Okay. I don't understand. You said are villains. No, top five villains from Superman. Yeah. So, we will begin with Joey's number five. Number five, Brian Michael Bendis. You thought I was joking. I was not joking. He is a villain. He should be in every rogues gallery. You got Lex Luthor, you got Bizarro, and then you just... Well, technically, Bizarro's not a villain anymore. You got Lex Luthor, you got Zod, and then you got Brian Michael Bendis. I will not change my opinion on this. Okay, Dave. <laughs> You're number five. Um, so, I didn't get... I wasn't as prepared as I was, so I'm looking through this list, and I'm... It's a toss-up between either uh, Manchester Black... Well, I didn't even think about him. Mongol. I think I'm going to go Mongol as my number four. He's a, see, he's a chompy boy. I can see, I can see, yeah, Mongol. Um, that's a good villain. That's a good Superman villain. Yeah. Um, he's, just, he's got the world. He's for the my world. number five, it was a toss-up, and, and up until the start of this episode, I was still tossing back between two. One of them actually was Mongol. Uh, but I decided to go with my number five being Mr. Mixelplex. He shows up later in my list. He's, uh, yes. he's a crazy character. He is the only he character. He is, he puts a dent in Superman's plans often. Uh, <laughs> you make it sound like Superman's the villain. Yeah, he's, he's a mess. Foiled again by Mr. Mixelplex. Mr. Pit. Mixespillick. Anyway, what do you do? You put an M and X and a Y, and then you just button mash until it looks good. All right, next number four, Joey. Mister Mixiplick. Mi- yeah, him. Mixy boy. Yeah. Okay. My, Fair enough. My number four is also Mister Missile. Okay, so our number four <laughs> missile launcher. Yeah, so their number fours are identical. He he was not high enough to make number four on my list. Uh, my number four is Brainiac. No, I forgot about him. He comes up later on the list. Brainiac's a, a, a great Superman villain, too. Uh, now, not the Brainiac that we see on Supergirl. Well, that's a different character. That's Legion Brainiac. But, but Brainiac, uh, as the villain Brainiac, is, is just a great Superman villain. I cannot um, Joey number three. My number three was almost just about... Not Brian Michael Bendis. <laughs> it was Brian. It was almost Metallo until it was not. See, it's Metallo didn't even make my list. No, I'm going to say Metallo. Yeah, it's Metallo. Okay. Um, he didn't make my list. Yeah. You're number three. Brainiac. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so, my originally my Brainiac, my number three and my number two were... were Originally, I mean, thirty seconds ago. Because um, <laughs> we come from But uh, the more I think about it, I really do like this other character. But there will be a caveat with that when we get to number two. Okay. Okay. Number three. Uh. What, are, am I already on number three now? Okay. Man, my number three is General Zod. Not on my list. Really? Interesting. Like like I mentioned earlier, I have a special. I don't want to say a special connection, but uh, General Zod, I have a nostalgic I will find spot him. for because of Superman 2. I will find him. I think my favorite version of Zod is actually from Smallville. 
I did like him. He was great. I don't really, know. I like every iteration of Zod. I even like the one from Man of Steel as he's written, him. not as he's portrayed. Yeah, if he wasn't dipping, it would be fine. Right. I like every iteration of General Zod that I've seen in the comics, in the movies, TV oh, shows. Obviously the comics. But, but yeah, Smallville, even that Major Zod, as he started out as. I will find him. He was, he was, yeah, General Zod, I, I think. Now, here's the thing. Another, not necessarily as egregious of, a, of an error that Bendis made, Ooh, but when he made Zod and Superman friends, I was like, Aww. that doesn't make it. No, you don't do that. I, See, that they, didn't bother me. It bothered me just a little. Just a little. I'll talk about this in a minute. I have some thoughts on that. How about we go to, how about we not, and you just go to no, number yeah, two. Yeah, it's too late. Number two is Lex Luthor. He's your number two, okay. Because he's crap. Okay. Anyway... I think that was a joke. He's apparently a better villain than Brian Michael Bendis. Continue. Well, Brian Michael Bendis didn't mean to be a horrible person, or he did. We're not... Anyway. Oh, oh, just because you, you don't like the way he writes Superman doesn't He aged person. up... Uh, Zog. These are, these are okay. Yeah, no, it's... So Lex Luthor's your number two. Because he's, he's Lex Luthor. I mean, he, he's, he was the villain, mm-hmm. I want to say, since the beginning, but he's Lex Luthor. He is... He's Lex Luthor. The, yeah. Maybe not perfect adversary, but yeah, like Luther. You're number two. Dark side. Ah See now Dark Side actually did not make my list because I don't see him solely as a Superman villain. Yeah, he is just I, I don't but, but to put him on the list is, is fair. Right, and because yeah. I'm looking through like this other list and I'm looking at these characters and a lot of them are just Characters I literally have no opinion about. <laughs> I can see so, that. Yeah. Like Toy Man. <laughs> right. The villain is Toy Man. Uh, cool. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, he's in, uh, the Silent Grundy, I don't really have an opinion about. No. no. So, so your number two is Dark Side. Okay. Okay. Right. Steve? Uh, my number two is Doomsday. Not on my list. Well, I'm going to say Doomsday he's killed Superman. I'm going to say he's my number zero because he is the Superman villain. He, he did what Lex Luthor could And do. again, a lot of that could be to do nostalgia. with nostalgia because he killed Superman. Right. Now, Superman's. that being said, I did not like the Doomsday in Dawn of Justice. Wrong. Oh, you mean Teenage Mutant Ninja Doomsday? Yes. Did not like it. looked him. like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the new films. I did like the Doomsday from Smallville. There was a Doomsday in Smallville? I love the guy who played him. Yes. The way they did. That was cool. Yes. That actor was Phenomenal. That actor is phenomenal yeah. in everything. He was great what? on uh, Supergirl. He was in oh. Riverdale this last season. He was excellent in that. He played Darth Maul. Oh. Or wait a minute, we may be talking about somebody else. Hold on. No, Ray, that's not Ray Park. No, 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 no. Sam Witwer. Yeah, Sam Witmer. Did, yeah, unless in the, unless he was. He was not. He wasn't in the movie to, uh, as Darth Maul. Okay, I was going to say that was Ray Park. That was a, he no. was an actual uh, no. uh, martial artist. He no, yeah, no. Sam Witwer did the voice of okay. Darth Maul in okay. uh, Clone Wars and Rebels. Which, which you can say the reason why the lightsaber battles in Phantom Menace are We're the best in the entire saga is because it had an actual martial artist. I would yeah. say Revenge of the Sith must have far, but whatever. I mean, in any that's, case... That's good. That's good. But, so, uh, so uh, yeah, Doomsday is, is my number two. I didn't know Doomsday was in Smallville. 
Yep. I need to watch that. We have all the CDs, right? Yeah, we do. I'm about to it's on. It's on Hulu, if you have Hulu. We own them. We own that whole oh, set. Yeah, oh, you can go true. buy them. We have the uh, newspaper. Uh, I, I, and I do as well, but um, 21st century problems here, right? So, uh, it's a quick side. Sorry. Um, I decided one day, I was like, I'm going to rewatch uh, Alias again. And I started, I've watched the show like five times. It's tremendous, all five seasons. Never seen it. Oh, I know everything's going to happen, and if I start watching it, the world stops until all five seasons are done. Um, but, so I start watching it on Netflix, but then it's like, oh, it's not going to be on Netflix anymore. And it, it, But it's on Hulu. And at the time, I still had Hulu with commercials. Yeah. So, uh, because I was just watching Hulu for current TV. And so I start watching Alias with commercials, like, I can't do this. So I'm like, upgrade, boom. I own the thing on DVD. I was too lazy to get it out because I'd rather stream it. <laughs> Great. And that is why I am Gen Z. Yeah. All right, so we are now up number to number one. I said I would talk about this. General Zod. Okay. Where Doomsday is the Superman villain. I say he's number zero, which means that he's I the am. best. No problems with General Zod being number General one. General Zod is... He is literally evil Superman. He has the same abilities, but not the same morals. Oh, no, not at all. And it, I just... I like that. General but Zod, the thing with General Zod being friends with Superman, maybe not like buddies, like, going to the beach on warm day, but I feel like they always had... They don't go that far. Bendis didn't go that far, like but they, they're on good terms, and yeah, I just have a problem. That's with what that. I'm saying is I always feel like they had the potential to be allies because they are both they are the lost sons of Krypton. Okay, they are Krypton. Just, it bothers me. You know what else bothers, bothers you with everything? Pretty much. Okay, you're number one, Lex Luthor. Yeah. My number one as well, Lex Luthor. You can't have Superman without Lex Luthor. Yes, right. you can if you have... Unless General it's Zod. Jesse Eisenberg, and then you can just throw that Then you away. can have multiple Lex Luthors. I... We can have more Lex Luthor. Hate Jesse Eisenberg <laughs> as Lex Luthor. Okay, it, it's a very short scene, but the uh, end credit scene in Justice League Where with him on the boat, it's fantastic. I love I love who they cast in this I guess. joke. I just... It, it, so I I, Jesse. See, as much as I think Lex Luthor is the best Superman villain, I am not married to any one iteration of that character. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Michael Rosenberg. Michael Rosenberg. Oh, I mean, yeah, he's the best. Okay, I, I say that with, with a, a caveat. He's easily the best that there's ever been. Yeah. But, he you know, I mean, when I started best. reading comics, it was... Yeah, I grew up on Super Friends, so I had that idea of Lex Luthor in my head. Okay. Then I read, you know, Christ's on Infinite Earths, which has two Lex Luthers in it, but the Lex Luthor is is in many ways the same Lex Luthor from from Super Friends. Yeah. Wow. And then I read, you know, John Burns Man of Steel, and that was I mean, he was a fat guy. Uh you, he still what? had hair. Um, you know. And because he was a he was a, a businessman and not a scientist. And so I I've seen a lot of different versions. I was never really impressed with Gene Hackman's. Is I mean, that... he's fine. Um, uh, Kevin Spacey was fine. I mean, he was basically doing a Hackman. Um, he did a better version of Hackman. Yeah. Um, Rosen, Rosenbaum. Yeah, Michael Rosenbaum, who I met. Um, <gasps> I met That's him right. You were at the Dallas at Star. Fan Expo. Yeah. I met him and Tom Welling. Um both very nice gentlemen. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum, especially, he was super nice. If you've ever if you've ever listened to his podcast, 
Uh, it's very good. Well, just another podcast we got to put on there. Uh, yeah, you know what podcast we've been listening to lately? Literally. With it's called Rob Literally with Rob, with Rob Lowe. Lowe. His first episode is with Chris Pratt. His first, yeah. That's fantastic. You've got to check it out. It's, if you've not checked out literally with Rob Lowe. It, it is, is literally. That's excellent. It's great. But speaking, of, speaking of Parks and Rec, that, uh, that Parks and Rec special. It go, made me cry. Was it was great. The ending great. made yeah. me cry. But so back, okay, so so um, so Michael Rosenbaum is, is a nice guy. Yes. That's, that's good to know. He is a super nice guy. His Lex Luthor is fantastic in the finale when he shows up and uh, and he runs into Clark and the way Clark says Lex and he's like and he says I always like the way you say that with you know um, something like disdain but a hint of hope um, yeah they just yeah. they were so incredible awesome. such a great dynamic yeah. between these two and I, I like the way he was portrayed in um, Birthright I like the way he was portrayed in Secret Origin um, yeah I am I'm very confused in current DC continuity because he's a good guy. He was well not anymore. He's not a good guy anymore, Baloney. He was I mean he he and Superman in the beginning of the Don, Dan Jurgens run mm. were working side by side. Yeah. Oh so and, um but then, So another thing Bendis screws up. Well no no actually it, it's uh it's Scott Snyder does this one because it's the whole it's through the Justice League oh, and Perpetua right. and who is Oh Apex Lex, yeah. Yeah, who's the you know the mother of the monitor and the anti monitor and the world forger. And they have a mom? Yeah. And Maybe it's a it's, dad. It's all uh, who knows. It's all dark side. But um yeah, so at some point Lex became a villain and I'm like I'm sitting here, I'm like, I collect Superman books, I collect Justice League when did this happen? I'm literally confused. I'm like, what did I miss? I think that's the point of it. Is it kind of just like... It, and I think it just happened. I think it's... Because he was looking for Perpetua, I think. Right. But it... And yeah, so, so... She kind of like... <laughs> but... I mean, I what like are your thoughts about the Jesse Eisenberg Lex Luthor? He's great. I actually liked him. Ha <laughs> um, ha! I did Huzzah. because it was... It was a very... Again, it's an adaptation. It's a very yeah. different okay. take. Ha <laughs> um, and I thought Eisenberg did a really great job playing a very neurotic millennial character. See, that's the thing is I don't see Lex Luthor as, to use the word, neurotic. I don't see him as insane. Yeah. He's just diabolical. It depends on, I mean, which version he was, you would, could have it definitely argued. Sun, the Lex Luthor that, that I... Right, <laughs> I like the, the post-crisis on Infinite Earths Lex Luthor, Luthor, Luthor almost did it again. Uh, it's, he's not a professional wrestler. No, no. He's not. And that that man is, did not age well. He's his health is bad. Anyway, um, the 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 Luther of the Silver Age in a lot of ways was um, at times was insane, and in the yeah, Bronze yeah. Age was kind of crazy. Um, yeah, but I don't know. You get the feeling in in that that he was definitely somebody who grew up in an abusive family. Yeah. So, and, and coming, when you come from a small mill and you watch this whole abusive relationship with Lionel Luther, yeah, that, I, that to me tracks a little bit. I like Lionel Luther and small mill. Oh, Lionel was Thank you for oh, having yeah. my He was great. Uh, you know who's not a good Luther? If you compare the Jesse Eisenberg Lex Luther to the Michael Rosenbaum Lex Luther, no. He falls very, very short. He falls, yeah. he trips over the bar. But no, it's this it's it's in a lot of ways it's a very unfair comparison 
you were talking about a two and a half hour movie versus what okay. six seven years of okay. development. Yeah, um, I just I I don't I I'm sorry. You're not going to convince me. No, that's, and that's I fair. hate the Jesse Eisenberg line. No, but I think the ending where when they finally do shave his head, he looks looks like Lex yeah, Luthor. Right. Still looks too young. Yeah, but if we're, I mean, he looks about the same age as as Superman in those movies. Yeah. I mean, Superman's thirty three. I ish. he honestly, he looked like a teenager to me. He's not. That. Yeah, but he's a, not but not Superman. Honestly, see, the other thing is, I really like uh, Jesse Eisenberg in Adventureland. What about okay. Zombieland? In Zombieland, also great movie. I need Two to watch tremendous that. Movie. I mean, Adventureland. The movie opens up. With a freaking replacement song, so I'm already already he's gonna love it, yeah. Yeah, but so. if you haven't seen Adventureland, it's tremendous. Man, he's giving me a viewing list. So, um, you know who else? That is, is uh, the star, Supergirl, Lex Luthor. I don't like him. John Cryer. Oh, I love him. I don't. I like him. I think I it's like, like him a lot better than the Jesse Eisenberg Lex Luthor. I think I started off not liking him because he was perfect down to here. He I like the beard. I don't. See, he's supposed to be bald. He is it, bald. When he first came out, when they first announced it, I was like, no, not Ducky. Ducky so Dale. that bothered me at first, and then the more I watched, I was like, he's not really doing a bad job as Lex. No, but, and he likes. He knows the character. He does know the character. And he's, he's truly trying you can, to make up for what he was in the Superman movie, in, in Quest for Peace. Because he played the sidekick. He played the sidekick of Lex Luthor. Uh, But yeah, I think, if I had to take a guess, he did read some of the source material. Oh yeah. I don't know. Um, He was just tremendous in Crisis on Infinite Earths in the the crossover show. Right, right. But when you first hear Ducky, come on now. Now, for Uh, those of you who don't know, Ducky is a character that John Cryer played in the movie Pretty in Pink. It's a John Hughes film with one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. It is phenomenal. Like Guardians of the Galaxy. It's better than Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. It's Pretty in Pink. Pretty in Pink is the... It, it's a, it's it's, it's a chick a flick. Unbelievable. It, it, yeah, it, I mean, it's a romantic comedy. No. It's a coming-of-age romantic comedy. John Hughes has done some really good Yeah, stuff. but Breakfast not that. Club. Yeah. Pretty in Pink. Have you seen Pretty in Pink? No, I don't. No, he has it. never watched Pretty in Pink. I don't watch He Breakfast. cannot have an opinion on Pretty in Pink. Yeah. Oh. Well, I also... I don't think he's watched Breakfast Club either. I need to. I, That's I wonder, you know, has nothing to do with anything else we're talking about, but I wonder how well those movies translate to new generations. I'll Be watch those. I'll watch those. Eight. I'm going to have to do a big... I'm going to do a big, long essay for Twitter. <laughs> And be like, breakfast foot club. All right, folks. So <laughs> we stuff. have talked your ear off. This is by far the longest episode of Rogue One Rodeo well, that we have done. The, all of them it was fun. Long. It was great having Dave on the show with yeah, us. Thanks for having me. And, uh, uh, and they fed me great fajitas for dinner. It was a wonderful um, We really yeah, we need we to do another episode them. with you. If you, I mean, obviously, if you don't want to drive all the way out here, we can do it via Skype. Uh, definitely need to have you back for our Justice League episode. Oh, boy. Can we talk about that? That's going to be some fun um, time. And then, uh, and then maybe whenever it yeah. comes, if we ever get Wonder Woman 1984, we should have you on and talk about that. <laughs> That's a I trash love, can. I'm, I'm, I love Wonder Woman so much. That Wonder that Woman was movie was so good. They did it so all good. perfectly. Wonder Woman, 
perfect. Right. Uh, hey, can we get Patty Jenkins to make the next Superman movie? There you go. Is that the, the one that yeah. she directed? Yeah. But, okay, so that's it uh, for this episode. Uh, again, thanks, Dan, for coming on. And uh, thank you for listening to Rogue One Radio. And uh, as he said earlier, catch us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at Rogue Numeral One Radio. And you, you can find and, me at uh, Lefty. That's right. You can find him on the Twitters at uh, Oklahoma Lefty. Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, all yep. that good stuff. Uh, OklahomaLefty.com. I need to update um, that more often. Does that. And then, um, if you want to find me, you're going to have a hard time. You are. Uh, if you want to find just me on Twitter, it's uh, Otter272. Uh, and with that, we bid you adieu. Thanks for listening. <laughs>